soberish. Don't worry, I will. <clears throat> I will swig. I do have a list, by the way. Nice. I think it'll be fun. <clears throat> Kevin, 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 we are live on oh, baby. Facebook. Now let's do this live on the Ladio cast here. We're live on the rant. Uh, if you're listening to us in podcast form, neither of those things matter to you. Nope. But uh, it's episode 527. We are on the road to WrestleMania. We are without T-Donk, thankfully. And we have Ring of Honor superstar Mike Bennett joining us tonight. Oh, baby. Long, long overdue. Second time appearance on the show. Uh, Matt, clearly a top five guest of all time. Top five. Oh, yeah. So can he crack the top five twice is the question. Kevin, do you think it is any coincidence that the day Michael Bennett is on the show, the Jets trade Sam Darnold? You know what? I was just talking to my dad about this. I was trying to explain because my dad is a, is a wrestling fan. He watches it because I love it. But uh, he, with all due respect to Mike, he, my dad wouldn't know who you know, Mike Canellis, Mike Bennett is. Uh, so I was explaining to him, you know, he was, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, and then he signed with WWE, and and now he's back with Ring of Honor. And it's funny because and I was like, and I jo- always joke, it's like, ah, oh, but he's a Patriots fan, so we, we have heat. Um, but uh, that's how I explained it to him. And I was like, well, on the day that Sam Darnold gets traded, literally an hour ago, and this is, uh, I like the return. I like what we got for Sam and uh the jets did absolutely nothing with him and i know this is not a sports podcast but matt this is a big day for both of us jets trade sam darnold they're gonna get the the quarterback of the future and it's your it's your holiday man it's your mets uh quote unquote opening day it is opening day and we can get into all that and more because i had a, i had a hell of fun week um in the world of matt and you can tell i have a different i i, I changed things up with my seating today kevin you know what I didn't notice. The, um, the I cap- noticed when Tony has like a different sits in a different chair, but I don't notice when you have a completely different elaborate background. The couch, uh, I don't know. After sitting on it for like, if we do a three-hour show, it hurts to get up. So I went back to my little swivelly chair here. You also become very slumpy in that couch. I do. Yes, I get I get cozy. So here <laughs> I can lean back in my chair. Uh, I got a, a lot of stuff. Twist, twisted teas tonight. I want. Yeah, to I got tea. a little. Uh, white claw seltzer iced tea all right so we're doing it baby we're tea time it. and uh it's, it's a huge week in wrestling mike bennett uh and so much more next on the shining wizards wrestling podcast i gotta pull all this stupid shit up now so weird with only two squares oh, it's so I... much better though yeah but how do i mute where do i how do i mute the mic i don't know it's, it should be right in the top top right of your oh no, it's not there hold on wait let me maximize no, it's not view? there where you is it? I gallery your speaker? Huh? I gotta mute. I want to mute my mic. I guess because there's not. Hold on. I guess I can do it this me, way. You want me to mute it for you? I got it. Old-fashioned way. Bottom left. All right. Let's do it. Oh wait. Yeah. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. 
As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Join the Mark Order. Shining wizards. Samael, the global dealer in violence, and you're listening to the Shining Wizard podcast. Kevin, 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 I am oh. not used to all the buttons and the shenanigans here. Yeah, that was uh, that was a crazy open. I thought I heard something there that I wasn't that I never heard before. Well, maybe I heard it last week, but it's it's it returned again. It's weird. Very, very confusing. Someone's trying to hack into our our podcast. Is that what's we happening? Are, we are confusing podcasts. We are confusing podcasts. We are confused. I'm confused. You're confused. I was referring to the beginning of the open where the Mark uh, Order? Mar- yeah, the, the Mark, Mark Order. Order. Dropped on Wednesday. That was the first edition. That was the first edition of the Mark Order podcast. Congrats to you guys on getting that off the ground. For a while, it was just the Shining Wizards AEW postgame show, but it's been you, it's been Kate, it's been Ant Money, it's been you know, you know, know, a plethora of others here and there. So it was time for you guys to get your own brand and your own identity, and I think that can only benefit uh, the viewership, the numbers, and everything for that show. So, awesome job! Who did the Who did the logo? That logo snazzy. Uh, Anthony reached out to uh, to somebody, and it, I, I wish I had names so I could give them. Oh, a- you know what? I know who it is because I thought that he was someone that I knew, but I know I think I know his brother. Do you remember Greg Stone, the comedian that worked at Rascals? Is it his brother Joey Stone? I don't know. Oh, uh, you don't know? No, I'm sorry. I think it. I think it might be Joey Stone. If anyone's in the, the the Facebook chat, if Aunt Money or Kate or somebody's in there, I think I remember. I was like Joey Stone. Why does that name sound familiar? I think he's related to a comedian uh, that I work with named Greg Stone, who does a lot of writing for like Netflix and stuff. Nice. But, yeah. Kudos on the Mark Order. Oh, thank you. That's exciting. It was fun. Um, every Wednesday night on the Rant RantEMRadio.com and uh, Mark Order. Join the Mark Order.com. Join the Mark Order. Too much social media for me to remember. Uh, how was your Easter? There, yeah, of, Easter. Easter was crazy, man. It's um, you know, it was uh, the first, I guess, gathering. I've been going out a little bit more, but this was the first real family thing that I did since COVID. Um, I mean, it was small. It was because my dad's birthday was Thursday. All right, so, happy birthday, Dad! All right, Shining Wizard's dad. Um, so we did uh, a combined birthday Easter celebration as my dear good friend Peter Rosenberg would say. Nice. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the girls were great playing basketball with the girls and, you know, the in-laws were there and it was just awesome, man. It was a good time, about four hours, and then the kids got antsy and then I had to get, I had to get out of there. So. I hear that, man. We, uh, we, had an, we had the impromptu Easter here yesterday with, uh, with my wife's family. All right. Uh, after we did the Easter egg hunt. 
uh, and lunch was made, I quickly proceeded to the sun porch to put on baseball to have nothing to do with anybody else for the rest of the afternoon. Big, big old baseball, Mark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thursday was uh, Thursday was the greatest day uh, and the worst day. Well, yeah, because and for those who are sports inclined, like Shining Wizards, Matt is and myself, uh, the Mets were the Mets are your baby, man. That's like the thing that you put above and beyond just about everything else other than like actual humans. Right. It's like humans, cats, Mets. <laughs> Right? I love baseball. The Mets are up there, yeah. Actually, cats are probably above humans for you now that I think about yes. it. Yes. Most so, uh, outside of the small circle I keep with me, uh, I prefer cats over most human beings. Yeah, that's right. And it's funny because it popped up in my memories. Remember that one time we were doing the show from your old apartment and uh, the cat, who I don't believe is... is Mr. Legal, Kitty. Mr. Kitty. He put his face right up to the microphone, and that's where I came up with the tagline, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcasts. And, and it's now, had, that, nothing has changed. Yeah, yeah. Because now, now instead Nelly, of, now instead of faces, it's buttholes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Kitty never really put the butthole into the into play. Nelly is a big fan of that. Mr. Mr. Kitty was a gentleman. That's true. Very true. Very, 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 very true. But the Mets play tonight. The Jets trade Sam Darnold. My world is crazy. Your world is crazy. It's Easter. It's Shining Wizards. We got Mike Bennett on the podcast tonight in just a few minutes. I'm very excited about that. Been way too long since we talked to Mr. Bennett. So ring of honors firing on all cylinders as Matt is clearly aware of. So lots of stuff happening, baby. Big time shining wizards. Yeah. It's also WrestleMania week. No Tony. So it delighted me today <laughs> to text him this morning uh, and be like, Hey, Hey, Tony, I need your picks. Uh, and he was like, good. I'm at the fucking zoo. I'm like, take her to the zoo rock. <laughs> I love it. You said there's no Tony today, so I was delighted. Oh, <laughs> his misery. And then he sent me his picks. And of course, uh, you know, it's got all his snarky comments uh, and whatnot. So we'll so go. We are that. doing picks for everything tonight. NXT and WrestleMania, because I think the only thing we're waiting on for WrestleMania is who's going to be in the the women's tag team gauntlet match. I think everything else is announced. You know, there's some, there's some matches that would normally be saved to, for WrestleMania that are going to be on like SmackDown or something. Yes. They're doing like uh, the Andre, the giant battle Royal. And I think oh, the SmackDown uh, four way for the tags. Here. I think so. Yeah. Where is it in my notes here? Uh, oh God. Sorry. <laughs> I just wolf yet it right on right on the mic. Uh yeah, SmackDown tag team match, uh Fatal Four Way Dolph and Robert Roode, who haven't defended the title in almost ninety days, will be defending the titles against the Street Profits, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, and Chad and Ga- Chad Gable and Otis. Oh, the Alpha Academy. Kevin, here this is who's in your Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Well, without being too critical, man, if if WrestleMania is over two nights and you can't find time to put these matches on at least a kickoff show, come on, man, what are you doing? It's two nights. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the story is. We got a Nigerian drum fight, whatever that is. That's a Matt. That's a a very long historic lineage of uh, of Nigerian stomp fighters. There, and he used like drums. I don't know. It, may, it might be like the Broadway show Stomp the Yard or whatever it was called. Was that a movie? Stomp. Yeah, Stomp the Musical. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. All right, Kevin, here's your list of Andre the Giant Battle Royal participants. Oh. Okay, look who who's going to shine down. here. Let me write these right. down. Akira Tozawa. Ah, oh, big ninja. Uh, Angel Gar- Garza. <laughs> God. 
right. Uh, I checked, I'm checking out. Like, I, lo- <laughs> I love Angel Garza, but I haven't. Cedric Alexander. Big Cedric Alexander guy. Uh, Drew Gulak. Oh, the show. Love the goo. Elias. All right. I can dig it. Uh, Eric from the Viking, whatever they're called. What are they called today? The Viking Raiders. That's it. Just the Viking Raiders. I, he is the only one of the two that we've had on the show, right? No, we've had Ivar on. All right. Cause I was checking. Cause I, you know how I'm doing my like Mattel shelf of like, yes. I lo- went to the past guests and I couldn't find, unless it was a ring of honor special. I couldn't find Ivar on the, or era, whichever one, the bald one. I couldn't find the bald one on the, I think it was a special Hanson is was what was the gimmick was yeah row row is like the big big dude yeah. yeah who i actually really like and i was thinking about getting because someone was selling eric and ivar together but i i didn't think ivar was on the show so it was like can you split them up can i only buy one or what and to no avail uh grand metalik ah grand theft uh, metalik umberto carrillo all right jackson Riker. Former guest of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Yes. Jay Uso. Jay, Jay Uso is in the Battle Royal? Yes. Uh, Kalisto. All right. All right. We're really bringing in the big hitters here. Ah, King Corbin. Former champ or former winner, I guess you can say. Trophyist. Uh, uh, Lince Dorado. All right. Lucha House Party in full gear. Uh I'm going to hit you with four in a row because they're all just one names. Uh, let me see if I can get them. Let me see if I can get them. Uh, all four in a row, just one name. Oh, my God. All right. This is going to take forever. Never mind. Do it. Mace. Murphy. Oh, T-Bar. Mustafa. Ricochet. Oh, T-Bar. T-Bar's down. He's down the list a little bit. Oh. Uh, Shelton Benjamin. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Slapjack. All right. T-Bar and Tucker. Why no T-Bar? Because Will from Accounting is T-Bar. That is your... I think this was all taped because they had to be out of the trop uh, for baseball. Atlantic City? No, Tropicana Field is where the Thunderdome was. Ah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, I think this was all taped like two weeks ago, maybe. I think it was like literally, if not this week, the week before. Because you're right. I know they had to be out of there and they moved to like some... I think I don't want to say a minor league park, but is it a minor league park? I think it's the um, fuck. It's like Duckhead or something. Florida like Duckhead Ponds. Where did uh, where did JPP go to to college? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. I think that's where it is. Firework <laughs> University. Uh, South Florida. It's the South Florida. Uh, okay. UC- oh, no, not UCF. Yeah, UCF. South- oh, uh, oh okay, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, UCF. USF. University. I don't know. UCF or USF. One of them. Somewhere. Get somewhere the F out. There. They're, they're smaller uh, indoor, I guess, basketball. I have no idea. Giddy up. Look at that. Andre the Giant Battle Royale. It's pronounced Royale, I believe. Ah, you were correct. Like a uh, uh, Royale Work. with cheese. That's right. So... We got Wrestle, we got NXT Stand and Deliver nights one and two. We got there's a Hall of Fame, there's WrestleMania, there's uh, we're gonna get into that, Kevin. Broken Skull sessions with Chris Jericho breaking the internet. Holy shit! I don't under uh, it's so I don't know how this came about. I mean, at the end of the day, with guys like Jericho and Austin, it doesn't surprise me, and even guy like Tony Khan, it doesn't surprise me, but 
like the fact that like Vince McMahon, and again, I don't know Vince McMahon from the giant here, but um, how he let this slide, I, 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 I guess he has that much respect for Jericho because this is, this is mage. Yeah. It's going to be a super interesting watch and it'll be something we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, in the show. AEW was last week. Um, NWA power. I watched NWA power MLW. Uh, there's a ton of news and notes. We have a, a new new Japan pro wrestling heavyweight champion. Yeah. What happened? How did that, how did that, like, how did I miss that? What, what event was happening where yeah. that happened? That happened Sunday morning at like 4am was when someone Sakura, heard Sakura Genesis happened. I didn't even know that. Why didn't we pick that? Uh, I don't think Tony wanted to pick it. Did we talk about picking it? Uh, I briefly brought it up a couple weeks ago and then it, uh, it was all put to rest. <laughs> Died right on the table. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. New Japan's running a lot of those like two night events too. So they're, they're not jamming it all into one show. So would, new... would this be like uh, an, an impact special, like Hardcore Justice? Would it, was, is that what this would be equating uh, to? Sakura, Sakura Genesis is one of their bigger shows. Uh, you should have picked that. I would have loved to. Uh, well, I probably would have lost a whole lot, so maybe it's better off that we didn't. New IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. Rapungi Bungie's back. Oh, the Bungie. Show Big old Bungie Yo. guy. So Rapungi Bungie is Rocky and... No, Show and Yo, right? No, Show wait. And Yo, yeah. No, no Show and Yo, yeah. No Rocky. No Rocky. But Rocky's always around. Yeah, he is. Still be Mike doing some is, stuff. Uh, running a PW, few minutes behind. No problem, man. I got all the time in the world for Mike Bennett. He just had to pick up the kids, so I told him to take God his bless. time. There's no rush. Um, damn, I don't, I don't want to get into too much because we don't know. We don't before yeah. before Mike calls because there's a lot going on. They split up the hurt business. We can, I guess, talk about that for a little a little bit. You know what I think might be more important though is this Dutch boy haircut I'm I'm rocking. Oh, Kevin got a haircut. Legit, cut it myself. One. One foul swoop of the scissors. Oh, really? You cut it yourself? Oh, I, I was I couldn't deal with it anymore. It was so tangled in the back, bro. Like my hair was longer than it's ever been in my thirty-seven years of existence on this planet. And it's a bold move, though, to do it by yourself. I I didn't care. I I had to I had to get this. It was like Matt. It was like having a doormat like hanging from the back of your head. Like that's how padded and matted it was. And I didn't know how it happened that way because you know you're supposed to use conditioner, oil, this and that, wide tooth comb, everything. Couldn't. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get rid of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm cutting it off. And I couldn't just have like a gap in between the, you know, Strahan style gap in the back of my head. So I had to just hack one. Dunsey, wow. Full I, Dutch boy. I, I respect the confidence because I always go with a short haircut and I have never tried to cut my hair because I uh, most likely would make myself look dumber than I usually look by doing oh. it. Right. Um, but yeah, that's good for you. Full Dutch boy, man. I'm full Shawn Michaels, 2002, 2001. No, 2002. 2002. As long as you're not wearing those shit-stained tights that he was rocking. God. Those doo-doo brown trunks or tights with the... God, what was he thinking, Matt? I, you know what? Was he thinking maybe this was a one-time deal? But if it was a one-time deal, would you really go doo-doo brown and Dutch boy haircut? Maybe he didn't have the confidence. Maybe he was living his life, doing whatever HPK does, loving Jesus. Uh, oh, that's right. 
you know, he was happy with the wife and his kids. And he was like, oh, it's a one-time deal. I don't need to go full HBK. You know, you get the deal. I'm a little older, a little wiser, less of a scumbag. So I'm going to come back and look as ridiculous as anyone in the rest <laughs> of the business has ever looked. If I had a top five, I know what? I might actually write this down for next week. Top five worst one-time gear appearances. Well, that's a deep dive, Kevin. Uh, well, today I, I do have a list. And it's not a top five. It's a top seven because I couldn't narrow it down. Oh, top seven. Oh, yeah. Seven, uh, Kevin, baby. Our guest is, uh, is, is with us. All right. We will admit him into the chat. There he is. He's coming in. Mr. Hello. Bennett. Howdy. How are you, sir? Oh, just dandy. How are you guys? <laughs> We're great. We're excited to have you back on. Oh, thanks for having me. I had to rush. I just picked my kids up from daycare, so it's been a whirlwind. But uh, if you hear them screaming, I apologize. If you hear me screaming, I apologize. I don't apologize for that. (laughs) Well, no apologies is necessary. We know you're a busy man. Uh, Professional wrestler is is a bit down the list. Father, husband, inspirational individual uh, in the wrestling community. Uh, And then I'd put you as a professional wrestler. You do a lot. You have a lot of spoons in the porridge, as I like to say. Uh, And if you follow Mike on his Twitter and social media at real Mike, (laughs) uh, you would see that because he's very inspirational. Um, he's doing a lot of great his documentary i love this shit wrestling expedition comes out uh in two days on youtube uh and there's tons of clips he's putting out clips every day you can watch on youtube or the the how do you say the ashy tv on roku or uh, apple TV. yeah asai tv asai asai that's the the person who filmed it and edited it for nice. me it's all his uh, his platform so uh, yeah, actually a former independent wrestler, Brandon Bishop out in uh, Colorado and in uh, Oklahoma at one point, I think. Yeah, he did all the work for me. So we a uh, big shout out to him for putting in the hard hours. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's the perfect time. It's like the busiest week in the wrestling industry. You obviously yeah. have your plate full. You'll be down there uh, wrestling KC Navarro at Re- We Run This Town on April 9th. So uh, it must feel nice for you considering the past year with the pandemic and everything to finally get out there uh, and get the juices flowing. I am. I'm so incredibly happy to be wrestling right now. It's like, it's pathetic. I just keep uh, every, every time someone emails me for a booking, I'm just like, okay, can we make this work? Can we figure it out? I'm like, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Um, And that was, it was, it was really uh, evident to me early on when I just started doing that documentary and I went away for 10 days uh, every show I just got excited about. And I was like, man, I haven't felt this way about wrestling in like 15 years. So it was uh, the, the, the juices are 100% flowing again, the excitement. Like, I feel like I did when I first started in this industry, which is really cool to me. So what, so what is the quote unquote mania week schedule uh, like for you that we have that, that match that Matt just talked about. Is there anything else that you got going on that week? Yeah, no, it's actually, it's actually kind of quiet. Um, I have that. And then I'm also going to do, I'll be at WrestleCon signing with Taven, uh, on Friday. Uh, then a Friday night I'll do the show. And then Saturday, the entire kingdom will be at WrestleCon. As I say that my wife walks into the room dancing very, um, terribly very terribly sorry i love you but you are a terrible dancer um no you're terrible no please please stop this is pathetic all right so are you a better dancer than her uh yeah 100 percent uh 
chicken dance. <laughs> I do a really good chicken dance. Is that? Oh man, the chicken dance is still I don't a thing. I want to be disrespectful, Mister Bennett, but we've all seen your wife. She could be the worst dancer in the world, and I think we'd all be happy with that. It's true. It would be good dancing. In <laughs> yeah, she could dance like Elaine Bennis on uh, Seinfeld, and we would all still be be all about it. I know. I know my role. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You crushed it though. You got beauty and and brains, so you're I did. you're like oh you're hitting a home run there. I, I you know I I should just call it quits at this point. I might as well just retire and just live off the fortunes of my life. So so you you, you said that you know wrestling again. You you can't take a booking fast enough if it works out for you. How much has has being back in Ring of Honor uh, helped that, and how much has that really just spiked your like absolute re love for the business again? So with Ring of Honor, what is funny to me is I've tried to explain this to people in other interviews, and I think I'm doing a good enough job, but, you know, I, I, I tend to ramble, so I don't know if I do. Um, my love for wrestling has actually changed. Like, when I started, I was tunnel visioned. It was, it was WWE or bust. All I right. wanted to do was wrestle for WWE. That was the goal. That was what I fell in love with. And, like, I feel like in the process, I was fortunate enough to go and wrestle for ring of honor. I was fortunate enough to go to Japan. Um, but I never truly embraced or appreciated that style of professional wrestling. Um, and ever since I got to WWE, I was there for maybe, I don't know, six months and my love for what kind of wrestling I loved completely changed. I started falling in love with uh, like Japanese style pro wrestling with Noah with, with more of the sport of professional wrestling and less of like the uh, sports entertainment side of it. Uh, and so ring of honor having coming back and knowing that that is exactly the way I want to wrestle has completely just like, it's reinvigorated me. I I've been and my wife, she's not here now, but she'll attest to the fact I've become obsessed with watching like Noah and watching new Japan and watching all Japan and just old school ring of honor where to the point where it's kind of sickening, but like, that's where I want to. I, I feel like I was always looked at as the sports entertainer when I was at ring of honor before. Now I want to be looked at as a wrestler. It's time to reinvent myself. And uh, I'm excited because ring of honor has the pure division, which is completely out of my realm of like uh, comfortability and is exactly what I want to do right now. Right. And um, let me ask you this. So when, when you were moved into the 205 live brand, was there any expectation of maybe that possibility possibility uh, coming back? Or did you think that it was still going to be the same thing? Uh, sports entertainer, not wrestler. Cause the 205 live brand had a tremendous amount of guys that could really go. Yeah. And so, and I think I, uh, to be honest, and I've never really like put two and two together, but I feel like having joined 205, might've been another like catalyst in making me love that style of wrestling. Because when I was on raw or SmackDown, we didn't get to like wrestle the most. I think I wrestled was on house shows and they were always like eight man tag matches, 10 man yeah. tag matches. Um, or I would like go out and cut a promo and out would come Bobby Lashley just to destroy me for 10 seconds, you know? So I, I didn't really get to wrestle. And then on TV, it was like, Oh, you get two minutes against Bobby Roode tonight. Cool. That, that wasn't fun, but on, uh, not because of Bobby, but because it's just, right. you know, there's no time to do anything, but on two Oh five, I think the shortest match I wrestled on two Oh five was like 15 minutes, which we got the time. And like you said, there were guys like Tazawa and Tony niece um, and buddy Murphy and Ali and all these other guys that could actually go. So we actually were like, Oh, okay, well let's do this 
Ring of Honor style. Let's do this New Japan style. So I think to a certain extent, 205 might have, you know, been a catalyst to be like, no, this is the kind of wrestling you do love now. You mentioned uh, New Japan, All Japan, Noah, as the world starts to open up again, the prospects there for you to maybe go back to Japan. We know you have a history, former IWGP uh, tag team champion with uh, Mr. Taven and the kingdom. Uh, would you like, I, I would assume you'd like to go back there, but is that something that's in the near future? Yeah. I mean, it, it's all up in the air, obviously because of the pandemic, but I've talked to some people. I've talked to some people over at new Japan. Um, that's my goal. That's my main con. Like, I've said to my wife time and time again, like the one regret I live with every day is that I don't think I appreciated that time the last time, because again, I had tunnel vision. It was like, all right, I'm here. This is cool. But what's the end game? What's my goal? What, what do I want to accomplish where this time it's almost like to me, Japan is my end game. That's a goal. That's something I want to accomplish. So going back there, I feel like I can truly embrace it and embrace that style and embrace that culture. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's one of my main focuses right now is ring of honor, ring of honor, world champ, ring of honor, pure champ. And then any kind, if I can get back to Japan, new Japan, Noah, anywhere I can go is, uh, that's my main, my main goal right now. Also just to have as many matches as I can, because I, I got so incredibly bored those three years at WWE and then a pandemic the year after getting released. It's like, I have all this pent up like energy that I just want to get out there. Uh, I think I can speak for anyone listening to this. Uh, I was super excited to see you get back to ring of honor. Your surprise at the end of that episode was amazing. And talk about ring of honor, the reboot, the way they're doing things. I watch a ton of wrestling every week for this podcast. And I think the ring of honor, and I've said it to Josh Woods, to Tracy Williams, to Dak Draper, like it's the best hour of TV and the way they present it. It's kind of mind boggling that there's no other wrestling companies that I'll take the time. Like, they're doing the ROH watch along right now. I watched the episode this afternoon. Just the packages for Brian Johnson, what? Dan House, and Eli Ice, some LSG. They're awesome. They make every match have a, a huge feeling to them. And then you come off of the 19th anniversary show. Ring of Honor is running on all cylinders, and it's awesome. How much did it mean for you to come back? And now you're part of this huge, successful rebirth, to, to say. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really cool for me because like, I feel like what ring of honor is doing and doing well is they're not trying to do too much They're They have a main focus and that main focus is believe it or not professional wrestling. We are focused on actual wrestling and then sprinkling in a little few things here or there. Like it's focused on pure wrestling. So you have the pure division. Then you got Roosh as the, uh, as the world champion. So then you have the luchador style up there mixed with the pure division mixed with strong style. It's just, it's like a collection of every style of wrestling mixed into one focused on the fact that all of this is pro wrestling. And then, like I said, then you can sprinkle in the kingdom versus the righteous, which is a little bit, you know, a little bit more entertainment side of, of yeah. professional wrestling. Um, and then you have, you know, the new group of violence unlimited where you can sprinkle in the violent aspect of professional wrestling, but at the core ring of honor right now is focusing on being the professional wrestling, which is a sport. And I feel like I need to say this because I think this is what adds so much to our product. It's the commentary. The commentary is yes. so pivotal to what we do i was watching the pay-per-view the other night and i just i i was sitting there thinking to myself 
it's not just like a seasoning on the product. It is so pivotal to what we're trying to get across that I feel like if you took away Ian or you took away Caprice, we wouldn't get the same feeling or the same message across that we're trying to get across, which is, no, this is a this is an actual sport. These are two competitors. And at the end of the day, winning and losing means something and it has consequences. And like for me to be a part of this, which again, I always say Ring of Honor is always at the forefront of pro wrestling. I think this direction that Ring of Honor is taking uh, their company in, I think it's the direction pro wrestling is going to start going into. I think fans are getting sick of like, oh, well, he won this, but then he lost 12 in a row and now he gets a world title shot. Everyone's like, wait, what? That just logically doesn't make sense, even if you don't follow pro wrestling. So uh, I think focusing more on that, not treating the fans like they're complete and utter morons, which Ring of Honor doesn't, which is a good thing. I think that's the way pro wrestling is going to trend. And and you bring up such a good point before, and we are both huge fans of Ian. Ian is and and Caprice, both tremendous commentators, incredible at what they do. But dialing back to 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 where the direction you think Ring of Honor is going, it seems almost funny to say in 2021 that no one seems to have found a formula for what makes the perfect wrestling show. Like everyone seems to be going in a different direction in terms of what they think makes a perfect wrestling show. In your opinion, what makes a perfect wrestling show? Honestly, I think it's like a, I think it's a mix of both, but I, th- I uh, not both, but of everything in pro wrestling. But I feel like the one thing that you always have to come back to is that it's pro wrestling. It's still everything needs to be settled in the ring. And I, uh, Again, if you had asked me this five years ago, I would have told you like, oh, everything, bells, whistles, this <laughs> and that. But I've been watching, I've, I've really been enthralled by the Ring of Honor product of just like, there are heels, there are baby faces, yes. But we're not over the top heels. We're not over the top baby faces. Let me, a perfect example. One of my favorite matches at um, uh, the 19th anniversary show was Dak Draper versus Gresham. Yes. I think Dak Draper is a star. He's going to be a star. He's a future Ring of Honor world champ. Jonathan Gresham, no one can touch him in wrestling right now. Bar none, he's just the best in my eyes from everything he does. The end of the match, Gresham won. And there was just this subtle thing that Dak Draper did as a heel where he still shook Gresham's hand, but it was very just like, I'm going to shake it and I'm going to walk off. Because that's what a bad, like, if you were to watch a UFC fight, someone who's an asshole would still shake someone else's hand, but they would do it very nonchalant, very pissed off. It wasn't this over-the-top, like, heel, like, no, I'm not going to shake your hand. Then I'm going to flip you off. Then I'm going to flip the crowd off. Then I'm going to walk off and huff and puff. It was just these subtle, these subtle actions that reminded you, okay, this is still a competitive sport. There's still sportsmanship, but Dak is the cocky heel, and Gresham is the pure professional. And you get that dynamic without having to be over the top and and just completely crazy about it. And I think I, I love that. That way, when you bring in characters like Vinny, who's completely over the top, he stands out. There's no one like him in that company, which I think is so incredibly important because what I think happens in WWE or what, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think what happens is it gets watered down and you end up, you, you have these guys like The Fiend who should be completely over the top and one of a kind and he's kind of just like a guy there now, you know? Yeah. And I think what the problem is, is there's so many extravagant characters that the ones you want to stand out end up not standing out. 
Yeah, that's a great. I mean, it's a great way. To, it's a great way to put it, Matt. So you mentioned Vinny. Uh, obviously, uh, you guys were the king. You know, you have you have roots in the kingdom. Uh, you, Adam Cole, and Taven, and then once you guys went your way, uh, he brings us in take TK and Vinny, and then obviously that relationship splinters, and now it's you and Matt again back as a tag team. First, how's it to be tagging with Matt again, being part of the OGK? You know, it's again, this is no secret. I think I'll tell anyone who listens to me. Taven's my best friend in the ring, outside the ring, on TV, in real life. He's my best friend. So uh, being able to go back to the company that I love and also doing it with your best friend, which I've been able to travel the world with and have all, all these experiences with, it's it's the best. And he he was always there when I was going through all the trouble with WWE, when I was sick and tired and, and bored and, and frustrated and this and that, you know, uh, so he knows the struggle. So to have someone like that who is just excited for me as I am for him, um, it's, again, it's just awesome. I can't, I don't have enough nice things to say uh, about him and, and us coming back as the kingdom. Is there anything, and I, I don't want to, this will be the last question I ask about your time in, in WWE. Oh, no, it's fine. I don't, okay. It's part of my life. Yeah. Was there anything positive that you took away from, um, from your time there, despite how necessarily, you know, the run was, is there anything positive that you took away from their time in WWE? Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. Like I took a lot of good things away from there, despite what people think, like everyone always assumes, uh, I hated everything about it and I'm bitter and this and that it's the exact opposite. I think people get annoyed because when I get asked a question, I just speak the truth. I don't try to sugarcoat it. I don't try to think in my head, oh, what should I say so I can eventually go back? People ask me a question. I'm brutally honest, whether that's good or bad. That's just, you know, I think maybe it's my sobriety talking, but that's just the way I have been for the past four years. Like, just be honest with it. But WWE taught me a lot and it, I'd be uh, lying if I didn't say like some of the people I met there, I adore. I still have friends there. I enjoy doing a lot. I got to wrestle at WrestleMania. That was really cool. You know, um, I got to, uh, I got to be part of one of the biggest wrestling companies in the world. I got to travel the world with that company. I got to do European tours. It was a lot of fun. Um, And, but I think the biggest thing I took away, which again, some people might take this as a knock. It's not a knock. Going to WWE taught me what I didn't want in this industry, what I didn't want to be, what I, like I said, it changed my love for what I wanted. It was always WWE or bust. I got there and I went, you know what? This isn't for me. This isn't what I like. And I think that's okay. And I think that's a positive to take away from it. And, you know, WWE, it, I grew as a man. I grew as a husband. I grew as a father. I got clean and I got sober. Like there's a lot to look at in those last three years that I was there and be like, it wasn't all bad. My biggest frustration was once I got clean and sober, I wanted to work. Yeah. And WWE didn't want me to work. They didn't want to let me do anything. I would push and push. And I'd be like, I'm not looking for world titles. I'm not even looking for a push. I'm asking you to just put me to work so I can prove to you that I do deserve these things. They just didn't yeah. want to do it. And I think Eric Young said it best. Where it's like, you have a three-hour show every Monday night and you can't find a spot for, for Eric Young. Like, come on. Something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's like, there's like the list goes on of guys like that, yeah. you know, where you can be like, you got a three hour show. You can't find a spot for Cedric Alexander. You can't find a spot for Ricochet. You can't, you know, like, yeah. it's like, come on, there's something wrong here. <laughs> Absolutely. You couldn't find a spot for you. I mean, we were so over the moon when, when you and Maria showed up and you had the, you were Mike Canales and it was, it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, we, you're not on TV. It's, it was upsetting because 
you know, we follow your career uh, and we knew what you were capable of. So we were, you know, we shared in that frustration uh, and as fans, we can get a little overboard with it, but uh, yeah. you know, we missed you. It was, it was awesome to see you back in ring of honor. Um, the righteous, they keep growing. All right. Dutch showed up at 19th anniversary show. Do you guys have anything in the plans there with the kingdom? Is it just you and Matt? You have an ace up the up your sleeve. What's the story here? I mean, right now it's me and Matt. I mean, I guess we always got Maria to take on Dutch if that's uh, where the, the story wants to go. Uh, no, we don't. We don't have anything planned right now. Um, I think we might need an equalizer down the road. Uh, I mean, with with Bateman and now Dutch and Vinny, and I think eventually, I mean, three on two, especially with the size of Dutch and the size of Bateman is never going to bode well for me and Taven being just two. But, you know, I, I never say never. I don't know who we'd get, who who would, would even want to join me and Taven, but uh, I'd always be open for someone to help us out. What's up? Where's what happened with TK? Did he just no leave idea. the wrestling business? Cause he was, yeah, no, one, no one's heard from him. Um, he's, a, he was always a good friend of mine. Uh, and it's like him and Vinny, I both gave what they both asked me when I left ring of honor, they were like, do you mind if we join the kingdom, which was always really cool, but they were always really good friends of mine. So I gave them the blessing. I haven't talked to TK in probably over a year and a half. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe he just gave up on wrestling. Didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, which is fine. Some people decide this isn't for them. Um, and I don't think it's a more so it was like too tough for him because TK is a, a tough bastard. Um, and he, he survived the industry. He made it to ring of honor. I think maybe sometimes people just fall out of love with it, which is, you know what, if you've ever been in the wrestling industry, it's incredibly easy to fall out of love with it because it's like that, um, you give and you give and you give and you give and all you want is it to love you back. And the wrestling industry is like, Nope, just keep giving me more, keep giving me more. And you're like, I just want you to love me back just a little, just tell me you love me. And they're like, Nope, Nope. Keep coming. Keep going. And it's just, I can understand when people get burnt out and they don't want to do it anymore. Cause it's a tough industry. It beats you up. It spits you out. And then you're like anything in return. And they're like, nah, nah, we're good. So I, you know, I, if he got sick of it and got tired of it, you know what, more power to him. And and I don't want to harp on the whole, you know, union thing or anything like that, but is there, is there any sign of that improving at all though, in terms of not the union, I mean, in terms of wrestling, actually giving you back more, not more than you put in, but a little bit more. Cause it seems like the wrestling industry is more positive now than it's been in a long time. I, am I reading the room wrong or what? Yeah. No, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people. And again, I'm not, I'm trying to stay away from bashing WWE too much because I feel like people think that's all I do where I really, I don't care about yeah. what they do. And we don't want to um, make I care about, about what that. my friend. Yeah. But I think, I think what you're starting to see is that the industry was run a certain way for a long time. And, and that's because there was only one, one person at the top. And there was a culture there that trickled down to everything else. And I think what you're starting to see is maybe not so my generation, but maybe the generation before me where it was the Sheltons and the Carlitos and the Masters and the Matt Hardys and the Marias, where they were like, they went to WWE, they got fired, then they helped build up the independency. They helped build up my generation, the Adam Coles, the, the Kevin Steeds, the Young Bucks. They helped build up this generation. And this was the generation saying, where we were all friends and we were all like, we're not going to backstab. We're not going to politic. So I think you're starting to see that generation like be 
integrated into um, the culture that is professional wrestling. And I think that's starting to trickle down now. So I think you're starting to see a lot of people that were watching Kevin Steen, Sami Zayn, the Young Bucks, and they were seeing how they did it. And these, these young guys are coming up now and going, no, I want to be like Kevin Owens, who's a wonderful, positive human being. I want to be like Sami Zayn, who's a wonderful, positive human being. Same thing with the Bucks. Same thing with Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. You know, I think these people still were growing up on them in Ring of Honor and PWG and Impact. And I think it's starting to change that way. I don't know about unions. I, I think there's a part of me that, that understands where it's like wrestling could be hurt by unions. But I also think there's an aspect of looking at WWE and saying, you cannot call them independent contractors anymore. And I think there's a fine line between, you know, these guys are independent contractors, but we also control everything they do. Again, I'm not a union specialist, so I don't know the first thing about it. Um, And I don't want to pretend to know anything about it. What I do want is I want guys and girls in this industry to be treated fairly. And that's all I care about. If you can figure out to make them independent contractors, but treat them fairly, we're all on board. You know, I look at Ring of Honor, you know, they sign us to contracts, but we get to do whatever we want outside of that, which is a perfect, it's a perfect philosophy. We want you to come and work for us. But at the end of the day, go do your outside projects and we don't want to touch them. That's all on you. That's a true independent contractor. Right. And it also helps when a, a, a promotion in like Alabama can say Ring of Honor superstar Mike yes. Bennett. You know, right. Exactly. It's the word out there. Everybody wins. It's a win-win. Yeah. And I think that's, like I said, I just want everyone in this industry to be treated fairly. If we can figure that out and AEW has had a huge impact on that. So let's not, we can't downplay on the fact that they've been a big proponent in pushing the positivity in wrestling too, because Cody's a positive person. Like I said, the bucks are positive people. All this is starting to trickle down, which I think is a really, really good thing in pro wrestling. No, absolutely. And you look at all the working relationships, you know, you were doing United Wrestling Network before, you know, California shut down. Uh, what's and Dickinson now is in Ring of Honor. So <laughs> you guys were supposed to wrestle for that championship. Uh, It'll happen eventually. I hope so. That's a match I want to see. <laughs> Me too. I've been dying to wrestle Dickinson for a long time. Uh, and when I found out he was at Ring of Honor, I was like, well, this match might happen one way or the other. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, it might happen in California. It might happen in Ring of Honor. Who the hell knows? You were gone for Ring of Honor for so long. You leave and the locker room is one way. When you came back, I mean, it's completely different in a good way. Um, you know, you still have, you know, Lethal and the Briscoes. Uh, but then you have like PCOs running around being a maniac. Vincent's like, you know, eating chickens, live chickens. He don't care. Uh, and it's just, you know, Dak Draper and Josh Woods. And so like, it's a completely different roster from when you left. Uh, how exciting does that make you feel when you walk into Ring of Honor and you see this new crop of talent, talented, very talented? Like, I know a lot of people don't like Brian Johnson. Uh, I don't like him, but man, he is, <laughs> he can talk, he can talk and he makes you hate him and he can wrestle and he backs it up. Like I, man, I don't like him, but I respect the shit out of him. And uh, it's just exciting. Like the possibilities uh, of, of Brian Johnson getting it. Like they had Mark Briscoe on commentary. Like, did I ever want to see Mark Briscoe, Brian Johnson it wasn't on the top of my brain, but you put Mark on commentary and I'm like, you know what? Sign me up. I'm all in on that. Right. Yeah. No, it's a um, ring of honor. I feel like you said, I left in the locker room was different. And I came or I left in the locker room was one way, came back in the locker rooms different. The people are different. 
the feeling, you know, the feeling remains the same of what ring of honor stands for. And I feel like, again, ring of honor right now, the place we're in the position it's in, it's where ring of honor thrives, being the underdog, being counted out, being told this, being told that it's always the, the vibe in ring of honor has always been us against the world. It's the ring of honor locker room versus everybody else. And that's the way that it's the way it feels right now. Um, like you said, there's newer guys. You still have the Briscoes. You still have Lethal, Taven, Dalton Castle. Um, you still have those guys. But there's a lot of young, hungry guys right now. Brian being one of them. Dan Housen being another one. Eli being another one. There's just, you know, LSG being another one. There's just this list of guys that goes on and on and on that is just they want the same things that the guys that have been there forever want. They want to be the best. They want to prove that they're best. And they want everyone to say that they're the best. And that is... Uh, you know, that kind of vibe and that kind of mentality, it's infectious. And I think it, it infects the entire locker room and Brian Johnson, I hate his guts, but he is phenomenal. There's no taking away from the fact that he is the, maybe the best promo, you know, everyone always talks about other people in this industry being the best promo in my eyes, he's up there with all of them. He can, that guy can just trash talk. Like it's nobody's business and I love him for it. And it's like, I'm so excited that I can now not only go and wrestle the guys that I've always wrestled. I'm excited to wrestle the Briscoes again. I'm excited to wrestle Jay Lethal again, but I'm excited to wrestle these younger guys too. And we haven't even touched on the fact that now EC3 is in my territory. I went to his territory. Now he's in my territory. And I want that guy in a ring of honor ring in my territory. That's so funny that, that you brought up, uh, EC3, because I, I was just going to ask you about like the staying power of some of the other guys that have been there. What, and I guess I'll, I'll circle back to EC3 later. Um, what is it about Ring of Honor that, that keeps, that, that makes guys like Jay Lethal, the Briscoes, just not want to leave? You know what? It's because they can, they can, they can do what they want to do without feeling like there's too much pressure on them. They're not micromanaged. They get the respect. I mean, at this point, the Briscoes will be told what to do and it's very minimal. They're not like scripted. There's none of this, you know, it's like, go do what you do because you're the Briscoes, you know, it's go have a match against EC3. You know what we're looking for. Go do it. It's not, it's going to be this, 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 here's your script. I need you to say this, this. And I think there's, there's something to be said about that. There's some, like when I went back to ring of honor, the first few tapings, I was like, I felt like I was annoying, like delirious because I'm asking him all these questions. And then I got to the point where I'm like, oh, he just expects me to do it because he trusts me. Oh, okay. Now I remember this. This is cool. Okay. And I think there's something incredibly appealing about that is to be like, hey guys, come to Ring of Honor. You can make a living. You'll be able to go and wrestle in front of really cool fans, hopefully once they come back and you'll get your creative freedom. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's sink or swim. If you suck, it's on you. If you're really good, it's on you. And I think that's really appealing to a lot of the guys. Yeah. And I think you hit on the word, uh, the word is trust. I think you hit on that uh, perfectly where they allow you to, uh, to do that. Let me ask you a lot of cliches exist over wrestling. The newest one seems to be the forbidden door. <laughs> so what are, what are your thoughts on the quote unquote forbidden door now seeming to allow a lot of different companies start, you know, peeling back the curtain and working together a little bit. I think if it's good for both parties involved, then it's good for everyone. If it's good for the fans, then it's good for everyone. Um, I don't think we should do it just to do it. 
Right. I think that kills it. I think that's worthless. If there's a story, if there's a purpose, if we can get out of it what we want to get out of it, if everybody wins, then it's perfect. I feel like Ring of Honor right now, there's no need. We're not in a place. We're filming. We're doing this ROH bubble. We're filming weeks in advance. It would be incredibly difficult to try to intertwine that with a company like AEW that is, um, I'm not even sure their schedule, but it's not taped in advance like Ring of Honor's taped in advance. Same thing with Impact. It'd be too difficult. Maybe down the line. And plus, I don't want to oversaturate it. AEW and Impact are doing their thing right now. Cool. Let them do their thing. Maybe there's a time when, you know, Ring of Honor and Impact can do their thing or Ring of Honor and AEW or, or whatever. I just, I think you have to pick your spot. I think you have to make it meaningful and then get away from it and then only touch it when it means something. I think we can get too excited about, oh, imagine all these matchups. And then we just, we oversaturate it as opposed to just let it happen organically. Let something come up. If it works for everyone involved, let's do it. And then let's get away from it. Right. You're looking for continuity. Like, so Dickinson and, and Brody are now in a, a, uh, a stable in Ring of Honor, but this Friday on New Japan Strong, they're going to wrestle each other in the first right. round. The tour, and, now, and I'm like, oh man, that's a bummer. Like, they kind of didn't get into it Friday night and explain it, but right. you're going to, you know, I'm sure they're, sure they're going to twist it so it makes sense. Like, these guys cool. are fighting for a title, whatever. But it's like, you see the matchup and then you see what happens at 19th anniversary and you're like, oh no. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. And like I said, and that's where, you know, I think ring of honor, um, it doesn't make sense for them because of that reason, because they're doing everything very safely with COVID. Um, and they have an idea in mind. And I, I give, I give delirious a lot of credit for the direction. He had an idea when we came back from this pandemic of where he wanted to take the company. And he hasn't, he hasn't swerved off course at all. He's stayed that course where he said, no, without fans in the crowd, I have the ability to get over who I exactly I want to get over. I have the ability to tell the story exactly the way I want to tell the story without anyone hijacking it or changing my theory or my mentality. And he is stuck to that. And I give him so much credit because in the internet age where you do yeah. something and instantly it's like, why would you do that? This story's going on too long. This needs to end. This person needs to get pushed. He's like tuned out all the noise. And he said, no, this is what I'm doing. And based off of final battle and then based off of the 19th anniversary, he's doing something right. And I give him a ton of credit for it. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's such a great point in terms of, of being able to, to put over who you want to and complete. Cause the, the moment you said that the, the, I, my immediate reaction went to, Oh, but what about Twitter? Like, but what about like people are just as vocal there as they would have been in the audience. But it's a great point where if you could tune Twitter out for just a little bit and just go with what you feel and your gut, right. then everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's exactly what he's been doing. And like, I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like if he was to be like back uh, in uh, the August or September, whenever the pure tournament started, I feel like that would have been an incredibly difficult thing to get over originally in front of crowds, especially a ring of honor crowd where there, there's a certain level of like action that they've been tuned in to see. 
And then to be like, we're going to take this down to just pure wrestling. Um, I think it would have been, I think they would have been able to do it, but I think it would have been an uphill battle. But the fact that they were able to have a close set with, like I said, with incredible commentators putting over the sport of professional wrestling, they were able to get that tournament over. And now I feel like the pure matches are some of the most anticipated matches on the card. And now like with the, because they were able to get the rules over, they were able to get the guys over with the video packages. And so now when fans start trickling in, they're going to be, pretty much programmed into what pure wrestling is and what the rules are. And they're going to be able to react to it where before maybe they might hijack it, or maybe they might get chance going, or maybe wrestlers might switch up their game plan because they're trying to pop the crowd. Now they've been programmed to be like, this is what pure is. These are the rules. There's rope breaks. So when they're out of rope breaks, this, you can now tell this story when you, you know, when you throw a punch, you can now tell this story. There's just so much more now added to it that you are able to do. And again, that comes down to, I think the fact that delirious had this mindset and he's like, this is where we're going to take it. And I think it's going to pay off in the long run. And you mentioned the trust with the, with the workers, with the talent. And we've seen that because they've pushed the envelope. They've done a pure tag match. We got the pure gauntlet uh, match a couple weeks ago, right. uh, which was awesome. You know, and it showcased to Fred Yehi's, the, the, the Wheeler Utah's uh, cheeseburger. He's like reinventing himself. It's, yes, awesome. yes. it's, <laughs> You know, there's so much wrestling out there and people can pick and choose, but I say it every week. Ring of Honor TV is the best hour and it's an hour. It's such yeah. an easy watch. Um, you get like two it's matches. It's a quick hour too. It, goes. it is. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn is awesome. Ian and Caprice, uh, Caprice, I can't say enough good things about him. And then your wife, Maria, she's bringing back the women's division. Uh, and that's exciting. Right. Um, she, you know, she got a little... A little attitude with uh, Angelina Love. I was hoping she was going to smack her in the face, but we're going to let Quinn do that in a couple weeks. So right. it's exciting. It's an exciting time. When you go to the bubble, I always ask this to the Ring of Honor guys. What do yeah. you spend your time doing? And do you know who's on the rooms next to you just based on like what's outside their hotel room when you go to leave or if they're wait, you know, making weird noises right. or doing whatever? The Beer City Bruiser snoring up a storm? I don't know. <laughs> So, um, early on in the bubble before Maria came back, uh, it was just me. So it was a lot of video game playing because I don't, uh, I enjoy video games, but with two kids, I don't ever play. And by the time they go to bed, the last thing I want to do is stay, stay up all night and play video games. I just, usually they go to bed and then I sit on the couch like this. (laughs) Just waiting for the (laughs) The other cartoon still playing. Yeah. And Maria's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just unwinding, just, just let it be. Um, so for a while it was video games. Now that my wife's here, a little bit of video games, a lot of figuring out our life, you know, it's like early on, there was a lot more downtime with the bubble now, because things have lifted up. Like we get there, we have like one day of just complete quarantine. And then the next day is usually get tested, go do pre-tapes, come back. The day after that, tested, go to the building, film. So it's like you really have like a day and a half of where you're just trying to kill time and figure things out. The rest of the time, you're really just go, go, go. It's like go do this, go do that, get tested, come back. So um, but as far as like people in on the floor, I don't ever know who's on my floor. The only person's I only know where, where Taven usually is. And that's about it. Me and my wife have conjoined rooms. So I know where she is. She knows where I am. Besides that, if someone gets on the elevator with me, I know, but I don't, 
we all eat a ton. So everyone has the same <laughs> amount of food outside of their room. So it's just like, oh yeah, that's a wrestler staying there. All right, quick, uh, quick uh, change of course here. A, a fan question. John Hooley asked, um, this is a big day for me because Sam Darnold got traded from, from the Jets. That's right. I just read that. Today. So as a, as a Patriots fan, I have a question uh, here. So what do you think the QB direction for New England is going to be? Move up in the draft or sit back and let the chips fall? Ride with Cam or make a play for Jimmy G? So my gut tells me they're going to make a play for Jimmy G. Uh, I can't see them riding with Cam after making all those moves. It's like you make all those moves and then you don't have anyone to throw to those two new tight ends. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't think they'll get Jimmy G. I think, I think it's probably a pipe dream, but if it was me, that was the way I don't really hold out high hopes for the draft because as a Patriot fan, I can admit it. Belichick's never really been good at the drafts. I know, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I have to admit that he's just never been good at it. So I'm not holding out hopes that he's going to draft this amazing QB. So uh, if it was me, it'd be Jimmy G. And trust me, as a, as a Jets fan, I know about terrible drafting. I don't think we have any draft <laughs> picks on our team since like, <laughs> like 1999. It's been uh, tough for you guys. I'm sorry. And uh, Matt, the resident Dolphins fan don't, here. Don't feel sorry. <laughs> I feel nothing. I feel nothing but anger towards they, they're, they're, they They have their future lined up pretty yeah. nice. Brian Flores was a nice pick from the Patriots. I will take him. Yeah, you guys have your your future's bright. Um, and just one more, not so much a question, but a comment, Mary Kate, who you might know, do you know, I do know Mary Kate. Yep. Mary Kate has become a, more of a friend, uh, in, uh, uh, social media groups to me. So she, uh, has not so much a question, but a comment, uh, a thank you. Thank you for being so brave and strong to continue to inspire me and others who battle with addiction uh, or live with those who do can't ever thank you or Maria properly for their love and support. And then she also asked the mania schedule question first. So just comment on, on her, her comment to you. You know, it's that stuff. Whenever I get fans or, or people that I know, like Mary Kate that say things like that, it, um, I don't, there's nothing else in this industry that means more to me. Um, because at the end of the day, winning world titles, having a legacy, that's great. But if you can affect someone's life personally, what, what else matters? I, I, I'm still trying to figure out to me, the best feeling I ever get is when fans come up to me and they're like, your story helped me do this. Your story helped me do that. I've had fans reach out to me and say, just the fact that you tweet about it, led a conversation with me and my wife where I came out to her that I had an addiction. Like those stories, like it gives me goosebumps now to know that I can have an effect on people like that just by talking and just by being open and by being honest. Um, I feel like we're not open enough. I feel like we, we, we demonize people when they talk about their issues or their problems. And we tell them they're strange or they're weird when everybody deals with something, everyone either knows someone who went through an addiction. Everyone uh, has a relative that did. Everyone has a relative that deals with mental health issues, depression, OCD, anxiety. It's something that is so common and so prevalent in this country, but we just, we like, we shy away from it whenever it gets brought up. It's like, oh no, we can't, we can't talk about the fact that huge amounts of people in this country deal with depression, let alone the fact that we just had a pandemic that we were all locked in. And now we're dealing with horrible suicide rates and horrible mental health problems. 
and we won't, we won't talk about it. We won't be open and honest about it. And especially someone like me who I don't have a huge platform, but I have enough of a platform that I can say to people, I don't have to put up this false bravado. I'm a human. I have kids. I'm a husband. I deal with mental health issues just like everyone else. And I can still find a way to live a healthy, successful career. If I can do it, so can't you. And I think that's important to get out because there are so many people in the entertainment in industry that deal with mental health issues. And if we can stop putting on this fake, like perfect face that everything's perfect when it's not and be like, no, I have bad days and I have good days. And sometimes my bad days are really, really, really bad. And I need you to know that that's okay. You just have to figure it out and get through it. Um, and it doesn't make you uh, a bad person. It doesn't make you strange. It makes you incredibly human. When you decided to get sober and got through your program, was it a conscience deci conscious decision to use your platform uh, to, to spread the positivity? Or was it just like you were comfortable and you're like, my story needs to be told and maybe this will help help people? Yeah, it, it kind of started out as a, um, a mix of the two. It was to hold myself accountable. And then it was also to be like, hopefully this can help someone. I wasn't like going to be like, oh, this is my mission in life. Um, it was, I need to hold myself accountable. Um, I have my wife who's holding me accountable, but I need to hold myself accountable. And, you know, uh, for as bad as social media is, there is a positive where people will hold you accountable. Um, and so I decided that I'll put it out there and it it's the most public thing I could do to be like, yeah, if you ever see me in public screwing up, you're going to call me out on it because now, you know, my story, it ended up taking a complete mind of its own where it actually became a story to help people. And then it did be kind of become like a mission of mine where I was like, no, I want to tell people it's okay to talk about this stuff. I want to normalize it. I want to normalize the fact that I'm not a perfect pro wrestler who has this perfect life with this perfect family. I have my struggles. I dealt with addiction. I still deal with depression and anxiety and OCD. It's just something I'm always going to have to live with. I have, I've been able to curb the, uh, the addiction part of it, but depression is still a very real thing. Anxiety for me is still a very real thing. And I want people to know that you can, you can deal with that stuff and be successful all at the same time. It's, they're not mutually exclusive. You're either depressed or you're successful and that's it. No, you can deal with everything while you're doing it. And most, I, I, I'm not going to say this is a hundred percent true, but in my journeys in professional wrestling and other fields of entertainment, the most successful people deal with the most crap in their life. They deal with mental health issues. They deal with that kind of stuff. It's not just like, oh, they're, they've succeeded and then everything goes away. If anything, it gets worse after you succeed. So like, I think people need to know that successful people, unsuccessful people, everybody deals with it. Well, we, we think you're extremely brave. And like I said, at the beginning of the interview, an inspiration, you know, before professional wrestling, because when you came back and you were released from the WWE and you took to your, your Twitter platform and social media, uh, you know, and, and, and people try and come at you and you're, you're very just like, you're always positive with them. Like maybe you should take a break or maybe you should do that. Or maybe you should talk to somebody like you're a true inspiration. And in this day, you know, the last year, you do the pandemic, you do the me too, you know, all the other guard, like we have like local promoters around here who like we're friends with. And then you find out they're like sexual offenders. And it's like, right. 
it's crushing the amount of times that we, uh, me and Kevin and Tony have had to delete episodes of the podcast because somebody we had on, you right. know, some, something discuss- and it's like, it's heartbreaking. And then, you know, there's, there's people like you and it's just a breath of fresh air. And I think, you know, I know you don't think you deserve the platform, but I think you do. Um, it's nice. It's nice to know that you're there for people. And if you look on your social media at real Mike Bennett, you're always accessible. You're always chatting up with people uh, when you're doing your cardio, when you're, you know, killing time at the airport. It's just nice. And, and I, I think I can speak for the wrestling community when I say thank you. No, well, that's thank you. That again, like I said, world championships, legacy, that's all great. But at the end of the day, the personal effects you have, but my mom always used to say, say to me, it, it's uh, how you make people feel is the most important gift you can give to people. And like, it's uh, Maya Angelou, you can, people remember what you said or what they'll forget what you said or what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And I always remember that. Like it's, I had a guy come up to me in Arizona at uh, Royal rumble weekend and he was like shaking and crying. And I was like, I hope this guy's okay. And he came up to me and told me, he's like, I just need to let you know that your story helped me get through my divorce. And I was just like blown away at this 40 year old man, like all jacked up, all tatted up, emotionally breaking down to me in the street, telling me how my story helped him. And I was like, wow, the fact that my story, which has nothing to do with divorce, helped you get you through your divorce is mind blowing to me. And it just made me, it just gave me that extra oomph to be like, you're doing it the right way. Keep doing what you're doing, regardless of, like you said, people like to come at me for some reason. I don't know what I did to them. I don't know what my wife did to them. We've offended millions of people, apparently, by speaking our mind. Um, but it's just nice to get that, you know, to, to be reaffirmed that you're doing everything the right way. Yeah, and it's 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 great. And our, if our platform is reaches how many people it does, whatever it does, it doesn't matter if it reaches like one, two, three, hundred, it doesn't matter at this point. Um all right. So going back to EC3, how bad do you want EC3? Oh, so bad. <laughs> I just, between what he's doing now, I mean, that guy, talk about reinventing yourself. Um, and the only reason I don't want to work with him right now is because I will look like a fat slob next to him <laughs> because that dude doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. And it's incredibly irritating that someone like that can look that good. Um, but no, I'm, I'm dying. We have both evolved in our careers. And I'm so excited to see like what he's become and what I become and now where we're at, what we can do in the story that we can tell. And uh, yeah, if, if there's one like bucket list in ring of honor at this moment right now, it's gotta be him. You think he can uh, dust off uh, Aunt Dixie and maybe we do a mixed tag. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Maybe we can, uh, maybe we can do that uh, for the first show where fans come back. He's such a weird, like social media guy. Like he's like a, a tremendous character and obviously a tremendous performer, but like the stuff that he tweet, like he's, he's been a thorn in the, st- uh, the side of like Matt Cardona recently. Like it's, it's been freaking weird, bro. Like what's his, like, what's, what's his, what's his angle here? <laughs> he doesn't have one. He just says whatever he wants. He's that's who he is. And I love it. And the thing is that's who broski is too. And like having, knowing them personally and then watching them go at it on Twitter, I think it's hysterical because I know what they're doing. And I just, it, it, it's the funniest thing because I have, I just, I love those two to death and just seeing them go at it with the different personalities, just again, knowing them personally, it cracks me up. (laughs) Awesome. 
uh, at real Mike Bennett on Twitter, social media, follow him. Uh, April 7th. I love this shit. A wrestling expedition, uh, two hour documentary on YouTube or ASY TV on Roku, Apple TV. Uh, if you're going to be in Tampa Bay for uh, WrestleMania weekend, April 9th against Casey Navarro. You've seen Casey on uh, AEW Dark. He's from our neck of the woods up here. So he's a great talent, great young talent. Uh, you're doing new Texas pro wrestling, April 24th uh, at the Houston premier arena, uh, hurricane, hurricane pro wrestling, May 1st in Beaumont, Texas uh, at hurricane pro one on Twitter. Follow them for more information. Uh, May 22nd NWP right here, right now in wow. Indiana against Cole Radrick. Uh, so as the world starts to open up uh, Michael Bennett, he's out there, he's doing his thing. I cannot wait. To, I've been watching baseball all week. Uh, I can't wait to go to a baseball game. I can't wait to go to a wrestling event. It feels like, you know, you took we took all this stuff for granted before all this stuff happened, and now I'm like, I can't wait. I get uh, my second shot on Saturday, and I'll be good. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to go out into the world and just try and do stuff sure. as normal as possible. Me too, man. Same here. I get my second shot April 13th. So, uh, I'm just, I'm ready to go. I'm re- like, like you said, you just started listing off all those things and I got, I get goosebumps. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like, and all those people, all those indie guys that you listed off that I'm going to get the privilege to work. Like, I'm just, I'm excited. They're going to bring some, I, everyone always talks about the vet bringing stuff out of guys. I'm excited to see what they can bring out of me because like, I, I love the style. I love what they're doing. Like Cole, he's another one who's just this unbelievable talent. So like, I'm super excited for it. And I can't wait. When you, uh, when you came back, when, when the world or not, when the world opened, but when the pandemic started, you went back to ring of honor, was AEW ever an option that they ever reach out to you? You know, I, uh, they didn't reach out to me. I, I, it was very like, wrestling's very like brother, brother, you know, you talk to some people, you put out feelers, everything was always put out there, but nothing was ever like attacked because I think always in my head with Taven, it was always ring of honor. I never really wanted to go anywhere else. You obviously, if you're a businessman and a smart businessman, you put everything out to everybody um, because you never want to just put all your eggs in one basket. But you know, I tell, I told this story on another podcast when I got fired, one of the first people to reach out to me was delirious where he just sent me like a a winky emoji on uh, Twitter. And like Maria's laughing. She's like, wrestlers are so weird. Like what business does that? Where it's just like, and it it was just one of those where, Hey, I gotcha. You know, like, and it was, that always meant a lot to me because delirious is always like, he, he took over the book when I first started in ring of honor. So like me and him have always had like a very good relationship and it's always meant a lot to me. So when I got that, it was just kind of like, uh, I got you pal, which yeah. meant a lot to me at that moment, considering what was going on and what we were going through. Um, so it was kind of like one of those things where I was like, I'm going to put out these feelers, but I know where I'm going and I know where I want to go. So it wasn't really like a- attacking anything head on. It's like the universal sign of, I got you. There's I got a- you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, your relationship with Matt, I think he got a raw deal with his ring of honor world championship run. Uh, I think he was an excellent champion and I, I do run our Twitter account and I did bust his balls quite a bit. And the Vincent <laughs> thing started because I really like Vincent. Uh, right. And, you know, sometimes Kevin's like, bro, you're a little hard sure. at these guys on Twitter. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I like the stories. I like to get people, like I called like the Beer City Bruiser slobs when they turn on Eddie Kingston and the NWA. Right. Uh, I'm invested. I'm not trying to be mean. I just know it's product. fun. But I think Matt got a, uh, a raw deal. Like his championship run was awesome. He won at the Garden, which was 
monumental. And then he was a fighting champion until he lost to Rushin. And I think in the, the history of the Ring of Honor World Championship, you think there's a ton of great world champions. And I don't think Matt gets mentioned, and I don't think that's fair to him because I think he did a great job uh, carrying that title during that time for Ring of Honor. Does he ever harbor any, you know, does he ever go back to that and be like, man, I wish I wish I would have gotten the respect I deserve because he's an awesome talent. Me and Kevin used to go to all the shows at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and I always told him, Matt Taven and Hangman Page are going to be stars uh, in this business. And yeah. just I feel like Matt never got his due, and it's a shame because he's awesome. Yeah, and you're you're you'll know you're preaching to the choir when it comes to Matt. Um, I I've known how good he was for the past ten years, as long as I've known him. I had a I, I helped train him a little bit, and then we just started hitting the road together, and we became best friends. But Knowing Matt, I don't think he harbors resentment because I don't think he cares. Um, I think, uh, no, I know Matt knows how good he is. And in his head, if people aren't on board, well, that's their fault. They'll get on board eventually. And that's what I love about him. Um, I agree with you 100%. I watched his matches after he became champion. Um, I think it was his match with Mark Haskins that I think was one of the best matches I've seen. Like, And then he did the... Uh, uh, I don't know if he was champ at this point, but his his one hour match against Lethal is another one like for that. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's crushing it and he crushed it. He's crushing it now. He crushed it when he was champ. Um, I think it's just that stigma from fans that where they're like they have an idea of who Matt is and it'll break through. But I think because at that point they were like, no, that we don't want to see it. They get very stubborn and they don't appreciate what they have in front of them. But Ring of Honor fans and wrestling fans in general do that a lot. And then like 10 years down the line, they're like, look at this amazing run this guy had. And you're like, you hated him back then. Like, what are you talking about? And I think they'll probably do that with Taven. Um, but you, I guarantee he'll have another world title run. I, there's no doubt in my mind. As long as someone takes it off that cheating son of a bitch, Roosh. <laughs> I don't know if anyone cares. He's such a cheater. Piss me off. <laughs> I watch him wrestle and I'm like, he's insane. I got kids, man. I don't want to deal with that. He's awesome. He doesn't need to bring his crusty old father in and Kenny King and Dragon <laughs> Lee. Nonsense. He's so good, isn't he? It's ridiculous uh, how good he is. It's probably the biggest pop when he, for me, at the Madison Square Garden, when he beat Dalton Castle in like 10 seconds, I was atomized seat. <laughs> right. Like lunatic. He's, um, he's good. So, Ring of Honor, obviously, you, Matt, the OGK, you got the righteous. There's also the story with, with Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser. And the Beer City Bruiser, he signed, he's going to trip over his feet. He keeps backpedaling. First, it was about the money. Now it's about him. He's got to make up his mind. Right. Um, and you and Beer City had your match last last week. Was it last week on TV? Last yeah, week. it was last week on TV. Um, is that chapter closed or, or are we going to see more of you and Taven and Beer City and Brian? Because you guys do have a history, or at least you, Brian, and Matt do coming from the Massachusetts area. Right. Um, I'm hoping it's closed uh, because I, like you said, I got that history with Brian. So if uh, he's got a buddy and I don't, I don't really want to go after his friends. Uh, but you know what? It's, you know, it's at the end of the day, we're still in a, a sport. It's still a competitive sport. And uh, I'm not going to say no to a fight just because a buddy of mine is, is involved. That's not, you know, that's not how I came up in the industry and it's not how I am now. So if they want to keep it going, we'll keep it going. I'm down to wrestle. I'm down to fight. I'd rather not fight 
with my friends, but at the end of the day, if I have to, I don't care. I'll, uh, I'll beat the crap out of beer city and then just dump all his beer out because I, I hate the taste of beer. I despise it. It's disgusting. <laughs> I hear that. But I don't like beer either. Hate it. I never like beer. Hate it. All right. <laughs> and it smells. It smells like farts. It's, it's just the worst. I mean, I did a, I did a show at a brewery and it just, Oh, that probably, awful. yeah. I, I, the show was amazing. Pele pro wrestling unbelievable show but it was in a brewery and i was like this is gross get me out of here what beer in hell matt are you drinking that smells like farts <laughs> i don't drink beer i hate beer you will ah. kevin in our whole friendship you've never seen me drink a beer once that's probably that's accurate but yeah. <laughs> ever yeah, we can okay. tell that we've been here for a long time when you can see like the sun like the start sun lowering like, on my shadowing down on yeah. your face <laughs> I'm in, uh, I'm in Illinois, so I'm still, I'm on the central time. So <laughs> the sun hasn't fully gone down yet. I, I don't even have to look at a clock or a watch. I can tell what time it is just by looking at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's about dusk. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching a bunch of baseball games from the Midwest last week. And every time the nice. scroll came across the bottom, it messed me up because it would say like, oh, this game starts at nine. I'm like, no, that game starts at 10. Oh, there's no. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're watching the Midwest feed, you wizard. <laughs> what do you hope to accomplish and what's the goal in ring of honor for 2021 besides getting out on the road again, getting fans back in the building? What's, what's Mike Bennett's goal for, for ring of honor in 2021? You know, uh, obviously I want to be world champ. I want to be pure champ and I want to, I want to appreciate it this time. Um, I want to be present for it. And I want to, I want to have matches that people talk about. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I've been watching, I've been watching Daniel Bryan versus Nigel McGuinness. And I'm just like, I want to have those matches. Oh, yeah. I've been watching CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. I want to, I want to have those matches. I want that atmosphere. I want that feeling of being a ring of honor wrestler. I want to go out there and I want people to say, did you see that match between Mike Bennett and Roosh? Did you see that match between Mike Bennett and Jay Briscoe? Did you see EC3 versus Mike Bennett? I want to have those matches that people are talking about. It's about my legacy at this point. Um, and I'm trying to build up the Mike Bennett legacy. I don't want to be remembered as Mike Kanellis uh, who did nothing in WWE for three years. Um, that was a great time. I got out of it what I could have, but now I want to be remembered as Mike Bennett, the professional wrestler. That's my goal. God, I loved your theme song, though. <laughs> it was so good, wasn't it? Oh, God, it was so good. It was like underratedly, criminally underratedly good, that song. It was like, you know, I look back and I'm like, Ass Man, that is a great song. Yeah. I want to be on the <laughs> same par as Ass Man. God, I have a picture of me wearing that Mr. Ash shirt with uh, <laughs> I think like Marty Jannetty and Gilbert at some convention in like <laughs> 1997. That's perfect. Awesome. Unbelievable. Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've kept you for an hour. We appreciate your time. <laughs> Great to have you back on. Uh, we can, you know, touch base down the road. Maybe we could, you know, talk some shit about each other's football teams. We just That's need a cool. Bills fan now. Just do yeah, the East exactly. right here. I think Tony Deppin is a Bills fan, so maybe uh, the four of us can get on and we can I would just look to have Tony Deppin on the show. Talk shit to each other. Love Tony Deppin. He's great. He's probably in the best. He's probably in the best position right now. I probably could have just made that up, but I'm pretty sure he's a Bills fan. All right. Well, he's the, under the radar Bills fan. I think Taz. Is he? I think so. 
I know anyway. that I know Malonis is a Steelers fan, which makes yeah. no sense to me because he's from New England. And but I'll bet I'll, I'll I'll bury him for being a Steelers fan any day of the week. He is a Steelers fan, I think. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I see his tweets all the time about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> at Real Mike Bennett on the Twitter social media, give him a follow. Uh, I love the shit. It's coming out uh, on Wednesday, right? Wednesday, Wednesday the seventh. Yeah. Yep. Two hour watch. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. If it's anything like this interview, you're going to enjoy it. The clips are up on Mike's social media. Uh, if there's any promoters out there, Mike Bennett bookings at gmail.com. Uh, as you, he said at the beginning of the show, he's looking to work. He's got, he's got the itch. My wife wants to kick me out. I need to get away from the kids. Book me. I'll take all my aggression out on whoever you book me against. Please, please, please. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Have a safe travels down in Tampa. Uh, have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Anything you want to leave the fans with before we let you go? Uh, uh, I just want to say, guys, uh, please watch Ring of Honor. Um, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'm not just saying it to be a shill. We're putting on really like a genuinely really good product right now. And uh, I just I would love if you guys checked it out. Uh, also, you guys, thank you. You guys supported me when my career was nothing. You're supporting me now. Um, that always means a lot to me. I'm humbled by it. I'm humbled that you still give a shit what I say or want to talk to me about. So thank you guys for always helping me out, being kind, and just always promoting me. That means a lot. In an industry that can be kind of shitty, you guys have always been really good people. So uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. That means a lot to me. We appreciate it. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I was going to yeah. say, we appreciate it, but I, I don't take compliments. Well, we didn't, before we go ring of honor, 500th episode, April 15th, Jay versus Mark Gresham versus lethal. Uh, I mean, come on. How are you not watching ring of honor TV? People, Mike Bennett's there. He's teaming with Matt Taven. Maria's there. That's not a bad thing. He's there. It's great, man. Awesome. ROHwrestling.com. Honor Club is the best 10 bucks you can spend. Caprice Seriously. and Ian, they crush it. You get all the pay-per-views are included in that $9.99. You get the catalog. I mean, you follow Mike on, on social media. He's doing his cardio to watch it every day of my life. Daniel Bryan. It's unbelievable. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's so stuff. good. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. All right, Mike. Thank you so much, man. Thank it's not you. a lot of people. Enjoy the rest of your night, sir. Yeah, not a lot of people on this in on, on, on this uh on this podcast that we've had on that I respect more than you. So thank you so much for, you. for doing this. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for having me again. Of course. We'll talk soon, friend. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your night, sir. Bye. All right. At Real Mike Bennett on the Twitter machine. Kevin, we just crushed an hour with Mike Bennett. I can't believe that we did an hour. I can't believe that he agreed to stay on for an hour. Not that. I mean, we, we, do, a, we do a bang up job, man. There was a lot of stuff. There's a lot of, as you say, a lot of spoons in the porridge, a lot of meat on that bone uh, with Mike. And just a tremendous, and I meant what I said there at the end, that there's not a lot of people that I respect more than, than him. Uh, a guy who always had the time of day for us when you reach out during a, a DM or, or something like that. And came on the show years ago and long overdue again. But I just absolutely have, I think the world of that guy, of that dude, man. Absolute world. He's awesome. He's fantastic. Uh, we got so much more to talk about, Kevin. We got, oh, I know now we got, um, we're going to go down the hurt business rabbit hole. We're going to talk about Jericho on the broken skull. We got to stand and deliver this week. We got WrestleMania. Oh man. This is, there's, there, there might be more wrestling and like, oh, God, I don't even know where to start. Matt, I don't even know where to start, dude. Well, um, I guess we can, you know what they say, Kevin, I guess we could start with, Back after this. 
We here at The Shining Wizards know that you love to do online shopping, and most of you do it through Amazon. But don't go to Amazon.com. Go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, and when you shop, any money that you spend goes a little bit to support the show. It's not a whole lot, but every little bit helps. The more you buy, the more we get supported, and the more everybody can be happy, and we can continue to bring you the best professional wrestling podcast. In a world where Hollywood tries to tell you how to live while doing the exact opposite. Where fresh ideas are tossed away for a cash grab reboot. Where the media has become nothing but propaganda and freedom is traded for what they tell you is security and safety. There is inconclusive breakdown. Your weekly look at current events and entertainment with no political correct BS. Just news and uncensored opinions everywhere you get podcasts. A proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact play of Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metal. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Hey, this is Mike from The Midnight Jury. When you are done with this show, join my co-host Cal and I every week as we travel back to the last old school generation of the 80s and 90s to review the best and worst in pop culture, horror, and music on WLWstudios.com or the Midnight Jury feeds on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Player FM. Go back in time when it was all about VHS, arcades, and hanging out at the mall. And remember that every second Saturday of the month, we go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RantEMRadio.com, which includes taking your calls. Once again, that's the Midnight Jury, where the 80s and 90s return from the dead on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and our home, WLWstudios.com. We'll see you there. All right, we are back. And if you just sat through that Mike Bennett interview, we thank you. Uh, awesome talk at Real Mike Bennett uh, on the Twitter machine. Please give him a follow on all forms of social media. Mention you listen to him on at Wizards Podcast. Uh, we're going to take this time to thank those that support us over at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast at our Patreon. 
if you enjoy the show, you enjoy the interview, you enjoy the back and forth banter, uh, the nonsense, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash wizards podcast. And for as little as $1 a month, you can support the shining wizards. $3 a month is your best value. Gets you a watch along and two profile shows, one on a wrestler, one on a wrestling event. Uh, and of course we mentioned you on the show every week. We have a brand new Patreon subscriber. I want to thank Brandon Haney uh, for Brian joining Johnson. No, oh, Brendan, Brendan Haney. Ah, I know Haney. He's a big Twitter guy. Yes. Uh, so he supports the show now. So thank you, Brendan. Uh, Roll, Roll is a new uh, new Twitter, uh, not Twitter, uh, Patreon supporter. First name Roll, last name Tide. That's it. Carrie Cowling. Uh, Carrie. She's, a, she's a major major mark, and she supports the Shining Wizards. She's a major wizard. She's a wizard mark. Wizard mark. Uh, the Birdman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite figure collecting. You, you got to do like a theme song that Coco Beware, like do the Berg, 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 do the Berg, Berg, Berg. <clears throat> Keep watching, looking over here. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. You're good. Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro over on the Twitter machine. Give him a follow. He's a great uh, follow and a wrestling fan. Uh, David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Michael Hammond, Thomas Copps, the Mott Spock. Oh, big old uh, Spock Jake, guy. Jay Cop, big copper pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. I think they just did like their 400th episode, so uh, you could probably uh, ball up all the dog shit they've ever done uh, and then just throw it in the garbage and just listen to all the parts with Jay in it because Jay's the best thing about that show. Um, Kenny Hoffy, Mr. Scotch Drinkmore. Kenny, I got uh, we're gonna we got some stardom. I got some stardom news to talk about. Kenny, get excited about that, buddy. Yeah, isn't he's someone uh, leaving. What? Yeah, isn't, I think he's the only one who's really got his finger on the pulse of stardom. I try, I just can't find the fucking time to watch it. Yeah, but like someone's leaving stardom, right? Or yeah, someone's yeah. leaving Japan. The news in the notes. I will, we will talk about that. All right. See? Look, even Kevin knows. Kevin, the true professional. Ah, I'm a broadcast journalist, baby. Uh, Mark Parloni. Uh, happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Christine Friesendorf, uh, Maddie Mellinger, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Who that? Uh, Catherine Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com, uh, also part of the Mark Order podcast, Wednesday nights. Uh, I'm sorry, the what? The Mark Order podcast. The Mark Order podcast. <laughs> Wednesday nights on the on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, she's also does Pick a Vinyl, which is a music podcast, and she does a podcast with Kevin Gill. Um, What's good, Kevin Gill? Uh, what's good wrestling with Kevin Gill? Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you uh, hear? What do you, what do you hear? What do you say? Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, Ryan Schlong. Sean Kalejo. Sean Toe. Ryan Arthur over at Elementary Brewery, elementary.com, uh, making its way into your local shop, right? Look for the elementary can. Also, uh, uh, elementary has infiltrated uh, the mean streets of West Orange. I saw some elementary brews up in the uh, in the Total Wines in West Orange. I didn't buy them because they were still on like the carts, so I didn't think you could actually buy it yet. But uh, I plan on purchasing some elementary for the Helmet Man. There you go. Support uh, Ryan and his uh, small local brewery. Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the SWP of the AOP. Anthony also <laughs> co-host Matt. What? You had a stroke. What? You said the SWP of the AOP. Oh, the AOP of the SWP. <laughs> Uh, Anthony also drives the ship on the Wednesday nights, and I am in the backseat just being a fucking child the whole show. So if you want to see, 
listen to a podcast where I don't give a shit, tune into the Wednesday night show. Wait, Wait. what? What you just say? But I'm literally like a child in the back of a car with Anthony and Kate. I'm just kicking the seats. Like I just am an out of control maniac on Wednesday night. So, okay, so they they are like the parents. Oh yes. Because I don't watch I don't watch all of AEW live. I'll, I'll watch it at uh, you know at work or, or I probably should not have said that, but um, I'll watch it like later on. So I don't get to listen to the Mark Order, but that'll change soon. Uh, but I can't believe that you just said that you're a child kicking the seats of Kate. Oh and- yeah, Anthony drives Anthony drives the car, and I just fucking kick the back of the seat the whole time. And That's Arkham, uh, Manny Crazzo, the king of the shining wizards. Uh, Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards, and last but not least, Mr. William Mercy Jr. Let me ball up here. Let me ball up here. All right. Lives are going to be in William Mercy's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, I know what you mean, Jelly Bean. <laughs> God, what are you, my grandpa? Maybe. <laughs> That's for anything possible. <laughs> Many, I gotta send Mike a, a thank you before I do it. Do it. Send them a virtual hug. I can know it. Just send them an emoji with the winky face, <laughs> so he knows that he always has a place here if he wants to come back and be. I, you know what's so funny? What when you were doing like the the Patreon reads is uh, I did not miss Tony chiming in after every single name you read. Doing. <laughs> It felt good, even though I tried to fill the void, but I didn't do a good job. But Tony, that was not missed. We are without, without the donk. Is it just me, or are we are we sounding good, or what? Yeah, we sound great. Ah, oh, you do sound good. You do sound good. Uh, now, Kevin, enjoy it now because we have he will return next week, and then in two weeks we have to do this bullshit oh. Tony appreciation nonsense. Uh, Matt, I have no doubt that we will do this. Wait, wait. So it, this Tony appreciation appreciation thing yes can we break down the, the fourth wall here it's his birthday right his birthday is today is his birthday is always right around wrestlemania god he never tells us tony says i hope you both die of aids well that's that, that's part that of the course bit, tony that's why we don't miss you that seems a bit aggressive yeah like, very aggressive that's on your vacation you give me a hard time about picks now you're watching and listening I think I think it's a little extreme for me co- me commenting on how we don't hear during the fucking Patreon reads. I think that's a, a harsh harsh turn, T Donk. Matt, what's the Mets score? Uh, it's one nothing Mets. All right. Oh, yeah. oh, it's Tony's birthday today. It's Happy today? birthday, T Donk. Happy birthday, T Donk. He never wow. tells us. I feel like a big piece of shit then. It's it's not on it's not on Facebook, is it? Happy birthday, T Donk. Happy birthday. I'm taking a shit and I need the aggravation to help with the push. That's what Tony said. The push, the goddamn push. Happy T- birthday, T Donk. It's Tony's birthday at Big Tony Z on Twitter. Send him lots of dick pictures. He loves them. Don't do that. Little that's dicks with the kind of- say happy birthday. That's that's not, the kind, that's not the kind of image we want to present here in the Shining Lizard Wrestling Podcast. The Mets are winning 2-0. I need DeGrom to go over eight and a half strikeouts. So you bet on these games too, or is this yeah, just I'm fantasy? All, no, I'm betting on everything. I had a great week, Kev. You bet on your team? I bet on DeGrom to strike out more than eight and a half. 
Oh, wow. All right. Well, you know what? That's always tough because pitchers don't really go more than like five innings now. So if you strike out like two or three an inning, that's pretty good. Yeah, where he's going into the bottom well, of the very fourth. good, actually, because that would end the inning if he struck out three. Yeah, he's going into the bottom of the fourth, and he's already got three. So I just need five more. In the bottom of the fourth? Not going to happen. Sorry, buddy. You don't think he's going to get five strikeouts in the next couple innings? I think if, if MLB has been any indication, pitchers get pulled after like the fifth inning. Look, Jacob, De, Jacob DeGrom is not just a pitcher, Kevin. Yeah, but didn't they pull someone in a game where he was through six with a no hitter and, and someone got pulled this year? That was uh, that was Jer Bear out there in uh, in Milwaukee. So, I mean, I'm telling you, it, especially if you have a two if two run lead, he's not he's not lasting past the fifth or sixth. DeGrom, DeGrom will go at least six. OK. All right. So yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, you know way more about baseball than I do. So that if I can get two more strikeouts in an inning, maybe strikes out the side of one inning, I'll be good. But I'm playing with house money. Nelson, I'm ruined for you. How'd you, how'd you get the house money? What'd you win? Uh, they did a one, um, one website did bet $25 on, on a one game on opening day. And you get a dollar free play for every home run hit on opening day. Ah. So I put 25 on the angels to beat the white Sox opening day night. And I won. Nice. And they were and they were the dogs, so I won like a couple couple nice shekels there. Nothing crazy. And then I turned that into a four team parlay on Friday night, and that won me some big money. Did you do I, any brackets this year? I did we filled out one for the the Shining Wizards uh, uh tournament challenge, but uh after the first round I just didn't even bother. Yeah, I would have won my pool at work if Houston beat Baylor and clearly they did not because Baylor looked like the best college basketball team I ever saw in my life <laughs> against Houston. So I needed Houston to win that game. But anyway, we digress. We are not a sports par- podcast podcast. We are a professional wrestling podcast, Matt. There's gotta be a whole lot going on in professional wrestling. Kevin, there is so much going on. Um, Oh, Tony says, don't forget the Valley 32. We are down to our championship. Championship. And oh, let me tell you a little let me tell you a little story, Kevin. Oh, please do. Tony puts his heart and soul in this tournament. He loved it. This is like the most passionate I've, I've seen Tony about anything. And he did an amazing job. Fantastic. So he puts out these uh these tweet, these Twitter things. You vote on Twitter, you know, like a two a day or two in. He's like, Yeah, you know, no love from Lita. Friday night at about 2 a.m. Oh, baby. Lita hits that retweet button. Lita fucking smoked Miss Elizabeth. Smoked her out of the water. All it (laughs) took was Lita hitting that retweet button once, and people fucking voted the shit out of Lita. Over 500 votes. All right. Well, here's the thing that's awesome, and I thank Lita for that. But here's the thing that sucks. Elizabeth doesn't have a retweet button. You know what? What are you going to do when you do the votes on social media? You know, you yeah. would think people now here. Now, here's the problem with this. All right. we did it. We've we've seen it with all the, the tournaments we've done. It's like oh, I, I, I parlayed the Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins thing to death. Yeah, it's like a popularity contest. And if you can get people on board. And look, Lita just reached out to her fan, but no, they, they probably had no idea what the fuck the Valley 32 was. They just saw a, a yeah. thing. Lita was ranked uh, lower. So they're like, let's get this underdog over, baby. Lita Sherry in the finals. Voting starts tomorrow at noon. Yo, I'll tell you this right now. 
as, as much as Elizabeth is beloved and, you know, she's the first lady of professional wrestling and that, that title is well-deserved. Lita probably, even without the retweet button, Lita probably deserved to win. Cause her run with team extreme, her, like it's her run with edge. So it's, it's stuff of legends as an in-ring performer. She's a hall of famer. Even if there was a separate category for managers or valets, she would be a hall of famer. So I don't think that, I don't think that not a stretch. Think, it's not a stretch. Exactly. Perfect. I think that she would have won. She should have won anyway. Cause Elizabeth was great. Her work with obviously Macho Man and then Hogan, the mega powers. And then again, God, that, that was such a cool moment though. when when they brought her back at like that, uh, what was it? The clash of the champions at one time uh, with Kevin green and mega powers against, I think it was Ric Flair and Arn Anderson or Ric Flair and Vader. Um, but her, her as a surprise was, was awesome. But I think Lita is, I think Lita had the better career. I mean, it's, you know, it's good. It's a great yeah. debate. Yep. Uh, and Sherry beat Sonny. See that to me is wrong. I think Sonny, see, here's the thing though. Sonny did more for the wrestling business, not as a manager. And not as a wrestler. She just did more as a personality than she did as a manager. Like was, she did the, the it, was not, it was not the personality 32, it was the valet. No, agreed. And that's why I kind of bit my tongue. I thought Sonny had a shot to win this thing because she did the whole body down as the Godwins, the smoking guns back and forth, and you know, Farouk is forgettable. But with Candido and ECW, that's pretty good too, though. Yeah, but I don't think there was the longevity in ECW. She wasn't there for long. Yeah, but then she went to WCW. But if you put it all together, if you put it all in one package, it's not a, it's not a bad run. No, it's not. But don't forget, Sherry was with Macho King. She was with DiBiase. Yeah, DiBiase is forgettable. Har- Harlem Heat. Yeah, no, you're right. Harlem Heat was great. The Colonel Robert Parker stuff. The Harlem Heat stuff was great. The Shawn Michaels stuff was great. Oh, the yeah. Whole, the Macho the whole... King stuff was, un- was otherworldly. Oh, yeah. If you go... Oh God, I still remember, like, I don't know if this is when she was introduced, but it, I think it was on the Brother Love show or like, but, but Brutus Beefcake, when he started calling her Scary Sherry, I know that was on the Brother Love show. And he's like trying to get the crowd just to chant, Scary Sherry, like that, like that's scary. That was great stuff. And she did manage Ric Flair, right? Yeah. in WCW. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good. Oh no, Look, so Sherry! If Sherry wins, it's it's no. They're all Hall of Famers. There, yeah. there was this is you know. There's no wrong, there's no wrong pick here. And she's a one seed, right? Sherry was a one seed. Yes, Sherry yeah. was a one. Liz was a one. Sunny was a one. I think Woman was a one, but she got bounced. In more ways than one. Uh, but a bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. If Sher- Sherry's probably gonna win, and, it, and it's a slam unless Lita gets the uh, the the Lucha riots to to vote or whatever her band. What was oh, her she band don't. I don't know what the Luchagors, the Luchagors. She had a band. She had a punk band called Luchagors. Really? I think so. Yeah. Pretty well, sure. don't sleep on Lita. She hit that retweet button real late. It was like Saturday at like two a.m. She, she hit that with, retweet button. Huh, and it she was, was out with SA, She was out with S.A. Rios. Of course, who wouldn't be? Would oh God, Aguila. Fucking Aguila. See, we should have a tournament about Aguila. I mean, it wouldn't be a very long tournament. Yeah, well, he'd be the winner. It'd be only. It'd be only him. To, uh, Kev, I jumped back into NWA Power last week. All right. So fill me in on this NWA Power re- relaunch, if you will, Matthew. 
All right. So obviously we talked about it the last couple of weeks. A lot of main players gone. But a lot of familiar faces and we got a lot of spoons in the porridge. Oh, uh, big spoon guy. Nick Aldis, he says, Chris Adonis, he's not in strictly business, but he lives the, the strictly business lifestyle and we have a, a the same mindset. Am I nuts or if I am I jumping ahead when I ask this question about Chris Adonis or do you want to wait on that? Uh, you might be. Uh, then I'll wait on it. All right. So uh so he says he's he's they have the same mindset. So he's a potential candidate for strictly business if and when they're looking. Here comes old Booger Eater Trevor Murdoch. Ah, right. The slop comes out uh and he wants a rematch. He wants to wrestle uh Adonis again. He didn't like the way it ended after the, the match at back for the attack. Nick Alda said, You were trained by Harley Race. That's right. And he taught you better. Never turn your back on your opponent. Mm. Murdoch says, I'm going to eat this booger. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's right. Boom. Adonis attacks him. Oh, no. Slams him into the ring post, fucks his neck up. Uh, and uh, and it looks like we're going to, you know, Adonis, uh, excuse me, Murdoch comes out. He says, I'll defend my championship and eat my boogers in a no disqualification match. I don't care. Booger on a pole match. Fucking booger eater. So we got that, Matt. That's your main event. Chris Adonis against the very banged up Trevor Murdoch for the NWA uh, national title. Unfortunately, we got Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos are backstage with the very lovely Mae Valentine. Mm. Uh, and Stevens is talking about Joseph Hudson again and how he changed his life. Scott Hudson? No, Joseph Hudson. The oh. question mark. Oh, God. Uh, that was a terrible joke. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, here comes Sour and Aro. Sal Renaro wants the challenge for the NWA tag team titles. Aaron Stevens says he accepts, but Sal has to find a partner. Who will be Sal Renaro's tag team partner? I don't know. I don't know. Sal Renaro keeps popping up on Facebook as someone that I might know. Maybe you know. Maybe I do. Maybe I'm his partner. Ah, I see what you did there. We get a couple squash matches. Slice Boogie beats Jeremiah Plunkett and Tyrus beats Matthew Mims. Sadly, during the Tyrus match, we have to listen to fucking Austin Idol sit on commentary. The dude makes no sense. Wait, why is Austin Idol there? Kevin, great question. <laughs> I don't even know. He was that... at back for the attack. He's there's this weird storyline, like he is like the manager of Nick Aldis. All right, that makes. N- I mean, unless it, unless it does, that makes no sense. Before back, and I think I asked Tony this last week. Before back for the attack, or two weeks ago, this was never mentioned. He was just doing his dumb fucking commercials for his wrestling school. Now he's like a character on the show. Oh yeah, that's right. So he brings out Tyrus. Now he's got Tyrus as his client, and Tyrus is going to go after Nick Aldis. What? Tyrus the virus. Right. Then he calls Tyrus a manster. Well, to be fair. We don't pronounce stuff right a lot either. Unless that's his, is he the manster a gimmick? Is that his thing? No, he just kept calling him a manster. Is it the accent? Tony, if you uh, continuously are texting me, just fucking call into the show. You're clearly listening. You clearly <laughs> have things to say. Stop fucking texting me and yeah. just join the Zoom chat, okay? Yeah, Matt, Tony, I know, I know how many people Sherry managed. And I know how many of them are Hall of Famers, so thanks. All right. If you can't fucking do the show, then listen later. You fucking hand job. <laughs> Piss me off. You and Austin Idol, both of you. God, even when he's not here, he's here. 
God, if you're out, you're out. If you're yeah. in, live your life. Hokey pokey. You're at the zoo, Tony. You're at the zoo. Go to the zoo. <laughs> uh, there's a great uh, mix uh, for. Uh, there's a great tag match. Um, sorry, Kevin, with Thunder Rosa, Alex Gracia. Ke- Tony, stop fucking texting me. There's a great. They're gonna say there's a great Mick Foley. <laughs> oh my god, Tony's about to get blocked. Block, block him. Holy shit! I uh, thought I would be the one that that would piss everyone off first. No, Al, uh, Thunder Rosa and Alex Gracia take on Sky Blue and Genocide. I'm all about that genocide, Kevin. Let me just tell you. All right, that's tall, tall blonde, Amazonian-looking chick, a little right, thick. I, right. I like her. Bear with me one second. Keep going. I got to Google the genocide. No, they have this great tag match. It's going really good. Thunder Roses look like a million bucks out of nowhere. Here comes fucking Camille, and he, she hits her with a spear. Uh, no, she doesn't hit her with a spear. I'm sorry. She comes out. She causes a DQ. Melina is also on commentary for this. Um, and Melina's talking about like her weird relationship with Thunder Rosa, whatever. Uh, so Melina has to leave commentary after Camille interferes. And then there's a little weird thing between Melina and Camille. Uh, Melina's consoling Thunder Rosa, but also talking shit to Camille. So who knows where this is going? Oh, anybody, anybody's guess. Uh, Nick Aldis joins the commentary team for the main event, uh, and there's a little Nick Aldis throwing some shots at uh, old Tim Storm. Um, I love Tim Storm. Is still Tim Storm's still, great. He's still, doing commentary. Kev, I think we're gonna get a career versus title match. I think that's where this is going. Oh God, who yeah. Do- I think Tim Storm against Nick Aldis, career versus title. Nick's- no, I, I'm, I'm just thinking of the possibilities of how I would end that. I mean, if Tim Storm doesn't have any intention on ever going anywhere, do you give him one one last little run ski? I think it's a great story. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would. That's how I would do it. I mean, I think Aldis is the guy that you still want with your belt for long term until – until you can get somebody, God, who, Matt, who beats, in your opinion, who beats Nick Aldis for the championship? Oh man, um, oh that's a tough call, Kevin. Um, the way the road is going, you know, I think a Tim Storm Nick Aldis. I think that's a great babyface story. I think Tim all uh, Tim Aldis, Tim Storm is a uh, he plays a great underdog. So I wouldn't be opposed to it being like a one-time NWA thing, and maybe Aldis wins it back over yeah. the summer. Yeah, but like if you had to pick someone who would be the next, like, I mean, for all I, for all you know, intents and purposes, Nick Aldis could hold the belt for another three years, and I'd be perfectly okay with that. But if there's going to be a next guy, who's the next know. guy? I don't know if that guy's in the NWA right now, Kevin. It, it, yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, LA Knights in uh in NXT. NXT. I mean, I just thought, you know, unless they got they got a uh, man. You know, what if, Mike, is a Mike Bennett going to show up? Is a Chris Dickinson involved? Because the UWN, like, I don't know uh, yeah. what the story is. And I don't know what happened with Zicky Dice and them, but Zicky Dice would have been to me would have been the next guy. And I don't know where that'd be. I would love to follow up with the Zicky Dice chat, find out what where his head's at. I'm sure we could set that up. Um, so there's a weird back and forth between Aldis and Storm on commentary. Aldis keeps Aldis keeps needling Tim Storm. Mm. So I think that's the direction we're going. Uh, and then Chris Adonis destroys Trevor Murdoch. 
uh, and becomes the brand new NWA national champion. Yeah. See, I picked this match. I picked Adonis to win at the pay-per-view. And I guess they just, uh, I don't know why they went with Trevor Murdoch if they were just going to go with, with I, I haven't watched Power because I don't have the, the fight thing. So um, I don't, why, why wouldn't you go with him on the pay-per-view? Storytelling, my friend. Now we're going to, you know. Fair. Chris, it, it, and, and Thomas Latimer, Camille, Nick, Adon- Nick Adonis, Nick Aldis, all celebrated with Chris Adonis. So even though he is not a part of Strictly Business, it seems like there is something going on there. Seems like there's business happening. Seems like it's business time. Strictly business, Kevin. That's right. So that was NWA Power. And thanks to Annoying Tony, I can watch NWA Power because he gives me his login information. Oh, all right. So you know what, Tony? Why, can I have it, Tony? I'll pay you. Bro. Actually, I might as well just pay fight then, right? Yeah, you, know, you just got to ask. Tony's a good guy. Ah, T-Dunk. He's annoying as fuck, but he's a good guy. God. I could if Tony was on the show right now, what position do you think he'd be in on his chair? Oh, this is NWA talk. He'd be into it. Ah, uh, he'd be into it. You're right. NWA. Yeah, you're right. I think he'd be into it. What about if I said, hey, it's time for a list? Do, is it time for a list, Kevin? Do you want to do a list? It's time for a list. Oh, baby. Matt. Yes. You know how I, I, I tongue-in-cheek top five, right? Top five. Sure. Every single guest is a top five. Guy. Matt, we don't have to do this now, by the way. Oh, I don't care. Whatever you want to do, man. Do you, Did you have other stuff? I didn't want to shut you down. I was just making a point. It was a random point. I got Kevin, I got a ton of stuff, but nothing is... Uh, there's no priority here. All right, Matt. So here we go. Let's bang this out. Seven, top seven list of Shining Wizards. Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Kevin Seven. Oh, love that. Yeah, let me get the music here. I got All the right. music. All right. So let's start this over. Give me one second. Hold on. Take your time. Take your time. Let me find this in the Farago. Farago. I did not mean to bring this on you like this. I was just right. making a point You're about good. how You're good. Tony. You're good. Here we go. Oh, yeah, baby. You know that music. You know what time it is. It is a list. Kevin's top five is back, baby. But this time. It's Kevin Seven. I always talk about my top five favorite guests of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, and most of them are wrestlers. But Matt, today's is a little different. Today are today is a list of the top seven non-wrestling guests that we've had on the show. So, right out the gate, there's two people that I did not include. One because I feel like they're more family than they are friends. David LaGreca is not on the list because he's more than a non-wrestling guest. He's okay, the best. And Kevin Gill. So those okay. two are not on the list only because they exceed what I feel like this list is. Um, and now some people might be on the fringe of wrestling. Some people might be on shows. Some people might be doing this. They're not, but they're not wrestlers, not managers, not talent. Not anything like that. They are just in. They're celebrities. They are wrestling adjacent, if you will. So here we go. Matt, do you have a guess here? I do. I do, Kevin. All right. Uh, I will go with uh, one Peter Rosenberg. Matt, I think I tipped my hand when I said adjacent there, but you probably would have gotten it anyway. Uh, Peter Rosenberg comes in at number two. 
on the list. Number Peter two. Rosenberg, my dear good friend Peter Rosenberg, wearing a shirt right now. Uh, Michael K. Show, Hot 97. Peter Rosenberg, great guest, great guy. Number two. Uh, can I get a Jason Hervey? Fuck you, man. That's who I forgot. Jason Hervey is who I, I Matt, I was doing this. And I, Jason, yes, Jason. Who am I taking out, though? Nah, Jason Hervey is number eight, Matt. Yes, good job. You got him. That's a great pull. I, I had him, too. Son of a bitch. All right. No Kevin Gale, no David Greco. Um, Dante from Clerks. Brian O'Halloran comes in at number seven on the list. It was a, a, a cavalcade of stars on the show, and he was lucky enough. Uh, we were lucky enough to have him on as one of our guests. So, yes, it was a birthday show. I think it was for Tony, actually. I think it was. It was. So uh, Brian O'Halloran at number seven. Uh, KP Burke on the list. No, KP Burke's not on the list. Okay, just uh, I love KP Burke. He's not on the list. All right, Sean Mooney. I he's wrestling. Okay, okay. Um, let's think. Let's think. Let's and think. that one guy, he's been bridging the gap, but he wasn't. See, I never mind. I'm not going to say anything. When I drop let in, think, let me think. Let me think. Just give me a minute. Let me think on this. Oh, thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, so if there's no Sean Mooney, I'm gonna guess Ian Riccoboni is not on the list. Ian Riccoboni is not on the list. He's okay. wrestling to me. All right, Jason Sensation. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Jason Sensation. Jason Signs or Jason Sensation? Oh, Jason Sensation. Uh, uh neither one of them are on the list. Okay, good. I was gonna say Jason Signs then. Um, Even though he's great, I forgot about Jason Sensation. Uh, Mark Norman, Maddie Boy, Mark Norman comes in at number five. Dear good personal friend, guy who I used to travel not travel the roads with, but every week in New York City do some comedy with. Mark Norman, number five. So you have seven Brian O'Halloran, five Mark Norman, two Peter Rosenberg. So you're missing six. Wow. Four, uh, and uh, and I'll I'll drop some hints. And one. No, no. Let me just think. Let me right. just think. There's no need for hints here. Let's think. I just gotta think. Thinking, 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 thinking. thinking. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My All right. Joy. Number one clearly has to be someone of importance. I would imagine. Not in the wrestling business. Actually, the not a wrestler. Excuse me, not a wrestler. Um. Eric Bischoff on the list? No. Okay. Because okay. he's he's wrestling. Okay. Thank you. My dude ran WCW. That's true. He did. He did. And now he's <laughs> oh Conrad Thompson. Matt, there you go. Conrad Thompson is who I wanted to to. I was trying to. I was hinting at earlier bridging the gap. He's now more involved in wrestling than he was at the time, even though he was still doing Bruce Pritchard. Conrad Thompson is number three. Matt. Wow, he's number three. Yeah. Yeah, I probably could have put him somewhere up high. Uh, Bruce Pritchard? No, Bruce Pritchard is wrestling. Okay. okay. Again, this is all mind weird warped criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to think and think and think and think. And... One, number four, you probably won't get. Number four, I probably won't get. Number six, you should get, I think. And number one, I think you, you should get, too. All right. It's 10 years of, of guests here. But not many... Celebs slash outskirt guys. That's true. That is very true. Um, 
Number one, I'm surprised you didn't get yet. It was a big show. It's a big show. Number one. Let's see. Number six has been a, lo- a friend of the show for a long time. A friend of the show, but they're not a wrestler. Fuck, this is embarrassing. Uh, He's been in studio. Is it Mega Powers? No. He's been in studio. On multiple occasions. Not, not he, he has okay. So he hasn't been in studio for a show, but he's been in studio. Oh, Sam Roberts? Sam Roberts, number six. Longtime friend. Uh pre-show some- panel hey. for NXT uh, and WWE and all that stuff. Sam Roberts is number six. So you're missing number four and number one. Four and number one. Both were in the pandemic era. Both in the pandemic era. Uh, the guy that wrote the Nitro book? No, that's a great pull, though. <sighs> both were in and, the- and 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 I know them both outside of this podcast. Really? Pandemic era. Kevin knows them both. They're not wrestlers. God damn, this is embarrassing. Who the fuck am I forgetting? Number one's gonna kill you. Number four, I could let I could let slide, but number one's gonna kill you. They're not wrestlers. They're both friends of mine outside the podcast, and one is friends with you outside the podcast. It's friends with me. Is it Kate? No, no, Kate. I love you, but you ain't making this list. Oh, Chris Gethard. Chris Gethard, number one, episode five. Was it five hundo or five year anniversary? Oh, it's five hundred. Five hundo. Chris Gethard, number one. And then I'm missing number four. Yeah, you might not get number four. And this might actually be a stretch at number four, to be honest with you. Number four. It's not that Candace chick that called in for your birthday, is it? No, no, no. I was thinking about her though. I think about her all the time, but I was thinking about <laughs> he was a full guest on the show. We gave him time. All guests on the show. We gave them time. Um, not a wrestler. Just give me a second. Just give me a second. Okay, no more hints. So many names. Got to go through the Rolodex. Ten years is a long time to do the podcast. Is T Don texting in or no? No, he hasn't. He stopped texting. He probably <laughs> uh, finally fucking went away. Um, oh let's- man. Think, let's think, let's think, let's think, let's think. Primetime Sam Roberts. Uh, so I bought this hard seltzer PBR. I didn't realize it was 8%. That's a strong seltzer. That's strong. That's a lot of seltzer right there. Did not know that. And it was during the pandemic. Yeah, it was It was definitely a Zoom uh, call. Or maybe even Skype at that point, but I think it was Zoom. Fuck me. I was definitely in this basement. Uh, it's not Miko. It's not Matt, du- what's on your uh, what's behind you on the other side? Uh, behind you, not in front of you, behind you. What's in those detolfs back there? Some, yeah, figures, some figures. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so Brian Myers is a wrestler. Yeah, it's not Brian Myers. No, it's not, it's not specifically about who's in it, it's just about what they are. They are collector. 
Stink figures. Oh, your friend who makes the Val Val Vala. Yeah, Bobby Vala, pioneer of Valaverse, who made the first Sergeant Slaughter figure since, an, uh, you know, a Hasbro or since uh, an LJN or since. A, a, you know what? That's, that was a pandemic one. Yes, you're right. All right, so here's Kevin Seven, Brian O'Halloran from Clerk, Sam Roberts number six. Mark Norman, number five. Bobby Valla, number four. Conrad Thompson, number three. Peter, my God, Rosenberg, number two. And number one, West Orange's own Chris Gethard, with honorable mention going to eight, which was Jason Hervey. All right. I wish T-Doc was actually here for that, but whatever. I don't. (laughs) God, I don't. God, I don't. All right, so, Kev, the big news, you know, this is a huge weekend, right? Oh yeah, and you. We talked to Michael Bennett. Forbidden door. That's the phrase that's been that's been the hot phrase for the last like five months. Big talks. Uh, I want to say Friday afternoon, we get a little countdown with the skull. Right after WrestleMania, probably will be talked about more than WrestleMania itself, and that is not a slight at WrestleMania. It's just that can be. I mean, we can get we can get into that too because I have I have some 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 thoughts about WrestleMania. Um, Chris Jericho is going to be on Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin on the, are we still calling it the WWE now? It's going to be on the Peacock after WrestleMania. Yeah. It's huge. That's big. And I think we touched on it a little bit in the the pre-show is that like, if I know it's Jericho and I know it's Austin and they're both kind of like untouchable in terms of, like would Vince McMahon or Tony Khan say no to them? But man, this is like, this would be like, you know, when Eric Bischoff challenged Vince McMahon to come fight him. Like if Vince McMahon actually said, okay, I'll come fight you on your pay-per-view. That's kind of what this is. Um, so the story goes, uh, uh, Austin told Sports Illustrated, I was having a beer one night after God my broken right. skull sessions with The Undertaker aired. And out of the blue, Chris Jericho reached out and said, man, that was a great interview. Austin said, I sent him back a couple of those emojis, one of a beer mug and the other of an eagle. And then he called me right away, then and there. We got to talking. I've always respected the hell out of his career, and I'm glad they're around. Uh, it gives the guys and girls in professional wrestling more places to work. I said, I'd love to have you on our show. Uh, and he said... He'd love to do it. So I checked with Vince. I texted Vince and said, we had a badass idea about Jericho coming on the show. Vince goes, it's cool. Go ahead. But me and Vince don't always do well with phones and texts and all that. So I texted it one more time. (laughs) Are you sure it's okay to have Chris Jericho on the show? Vince gave me the thumbs up and Chris came out to do the show. Sports Illustrated also noted that AEW's Tony Khan also gave his approval for Jericho to approve on the Broken Skull Sessions. Is it possible that we live in a world where Vince McMahon forgot that Chris Jericho worked for AEW? No. um, As much as I love to be like Vince is out of touch, he doesn't know what he's doing, like a business move. This could go two ways. From a business perspective, you're saying Chris Jericho's on AEW TV is going to be on a Peacock exclusive platform. So you either have to, you can sign up. And I think like the specials, like two bucks a month for like the first six months. Yeah. Until they plan on having all of the content rolled out, I think. So you're definitely going to get, you know, tons of, there's going to be enough people that turn around and sign up for it. 
uh, which would be great for Peacock and the WWE Network. The flip side to this, and we won't know until this airs, is does Vince McMahon let Chris Jericho talk about AEW? AEW. See, that's and and listen, Jericho's not a fucking dummy. Like he knows that 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 he has to know that that's a possibility, and he has to know that going in that he has no creative license. Now, does he have enough trust in Stone Cold Steve Austin where Stone Cold Steve Austin could have that creative license where Stone Cold says, hey, uh, we have to touch on this. We have to talk about it. And then maybe Vince McMahon or Peacock says, oh, okay, it's Stone Cold. Stone Cold's all right. We, that's fine. Or do they veto Stone Cold if, if it gets to that point? It might not even get to that point. It could be – we don't even know what the content of the interview is going to be. It could be WCW and WWF, and that's it. Right. And I think it'll be WC ECW, WCW. Yeah. Maybe they sprinkle in some Smoky Mountain. And then he had a very successful, illustrious WWE career. Um, yeah. I think you can just end it there. You know, yeah. There's no, there's no 100% proof that this will include anything about AEW. I and, would, I would actually, now that I, the more I think about it, I would highly doubt that it would. I doubt it will. I think it's still it's groundbreaking to have somebody who's currently working for another wrestling promotion. Yeah. And this on is, your network. It's it's mind blowing. It's excellent. It's mind blowing that it's these two companies. Like we know that WWE had a, a working relationship to get like video footage from Ring of Honor or Impact. But the point where it's AEW now, where AEW is I mean, it's it's not WWE, but it's the equivalent. It's TNT, it's Turner, it's the equivalent of what WCW was, even though WCW was better. So that fact cannot be ignored, that it's the legit one and only real competition to your company, and you're going to have their biggest star on your show. Right. It's the, it's the first time in 20 years WWE has had any... Anything that resembles competition, with all due respect to Impact, Ring of Honor, all these other companies. Oh, of course. WWE is the big fish in the pond, and then every, it's like it's like fast food restaurants. There's McDonald's, and then everything else is allowed to exist, but you know McDonald's is the king. Yeah, Bur- well, Burger King is the king. Burger King is probably the AEW. Right, but you know when you think fast food, everyone thinks McDonald's, Golden Arches. Oh, of course. You know? No one's like, oh, that creepy king and all those fucking commercials that kids have nightmares about. No, oh, no one thinks. No one wants to think about that. No, everyone thinks. When you think, let's go get a hamburger. You know, you're thinking Mickey D's, baby. I've been doing a lot of the fish fillets during Lent on Friday. They're delicious. Nice. All right, Lent's uh, over. Yeah, no, I'm deaf. I'm not. I will never have one again till till next March. All right. Well, you were going to hell anyway. You do this podcast every week, so. Yeah, but I don't. No, I don't think I'm going to hell. I think people. <laughs> I, I think people know that my heart is pure. Like, I can't speak for you two. You two are freaking. I'm a heathen, man. I'll eat meat any day of the week. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you guys are. Give me a cheeseburger, motherfucker. Double cheese. Double onions. Double onion. Double cheese. Double hell. Extra fire. Extra brimstone. Extra cane. Extra. I'm excited for this, though. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to, to have this take place, you know, especially right after WrestleMania. And half the part, half the part of, uh, of anything in entertainment is. Get, get the hype. If it under delivers, well, hey, you got people to watch it. So if it over delivers, that's huge. And it could open the door for something else. 
But right now you want to, I guess, as Eric Bischoff would say, create the buzz. You want to buzz, like you want to anticipate more than you want people to, you, you worry about the reactions after the fact, but you want people to watch. And tons of people are going to tune in. I don't know. Um, wrestling fans can be a bit gullible. I don't know what to expect. I don't think there's going to be anything earth shattering. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'd be very surprised if there's any mention of of all elite wrestling Wednesday nights or TNT. Yeah, I agree. I, I tend to agree. Like, like I said, the more I think about it, I tend to agree with you. And and this is like I've kind of soured on the on the Stone Cold thing. The, that that show like i loved it when he had people that you like goldberg who is like goldberg was one taker taker and even before that like mark henry was fine and even before that there was someone that was like uh flair i think was on it and bret hart kurt Angle. bret hart yeah okay so those were the ones that because you don't you, you never really heard those guys talk a lot like i don't like all right randy orton great like i like randy orton i respect randy orton I don't, he's, he's there. I want like the outside the box guests like Sasha Banks again, tons of respect for, but I don't want to, or Bailey. Like, I don't want to hear like, like, I want to hear like, give me like, God, like who could you give me? Give me like Medusa or like, give me someone that has a story to tell. That's not related to the current landscape or everything that I've seen. And that might be unfair of me to ask, but Give me like a McFoley would be again. He, he's done it, I think, actually. Sure, but we've. I mean, like a Batista. Give me a Batista. Okay. I mean, you're you know, for you and me, we've heard all these stories before. Yeah, you're right. Right for the most part, so it's hard to find something you haven't heard. Or give me an Eric Bischoff. Give me Stone Cold sitting down with Eric Bischoff, and they may have done it on his podcast. I don't know, I, I, but or give me Stone Cold sitting down with. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. He did Kane. Kane was fine. Um, Shawn Michaels. Give me, give me Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels talking about 97, 98. Tyson. Sure. I mean, yeah, if you want it. Yeah. But know. like Randy Orton doesn't move the needle for me. Sure. But there's tons of people that are into that. That's fine. Yep. You're there's and you're- tons of people who think this is like a terrible idea, which fucking blows my, I don't, under, I don't get it. Wait, who thinks it's a terrible idea? Just when you, if you go on social media, people are like, "Oh, fucking poo-poo this!" Like, how could you be against this? This is awesome. Because they're probably AEW loyalists who don't want to see them go to the the big bad WWE and have any benefit for them. You know what I mean? Like, they would rather have AEW succeed than benefit. So it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face. I, I get uh, it, but I don't understand. Like, I just don't get it. Oh man, there's a lot of AEW is not even two years old yet. Like, for you to be the I, God bless you if you're like that invested in just AEW. But you got to know these people didn't just fucking sp- sprout out of the ground in Jacksonville and somebody paid. They all came from somewhere. Oh, all there's the, all- a beautiful wrestling history that you should probably take the time to. You don't have to do a fucking. You don't have to become a wrestling historian, but at least know like. You know, Mike Bennett, he said tonight, he doesn't have bad things to say about this. It's not the fucking evil empire. Everyone has different experiences, but that's where people come from. Yeah. No, that's I not agree. a bad thing. As, and that's a good thing. Happy birthday, DDP. 
Oh yeah. DDP that's not a, in the house. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I don't have teeth as white as DDP, so I won't do the smile. Uh, so we have that going on. Uh, so that'll be, it's supposed to be after night two of WrestleMania. The, the, the Stone Cold. Oh, yes. Listen, I hope it, it'll, it'll be fine. Like that. I'll watch that. One hundred. And I'll probably watch them all, but just, it doesn't like this moves the needle for me. Right. You're not, you're, you will eventually one day you'll watch Randy Orton, but you, when yeah. it mirrors, you're not fucking running out of the house yeah. being like, Randy Orton, I gotta watch Randy Orton. Exactly. <laughs> watching a fucking lifetime worth of wrestling in a week, you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna stick it out and I'm gonna watch this Chris Jericho thing. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that as soon as I see it on. I'll watch it. Right. Um, WrestleMania. Oh boy. WrestleMania. Um, there's a I, lot here. That just doesn't doesn't scratch my WrestleMania itch. Uh, a lot of shit that was kind of just thrown against the wall. Uh, I don't think you're gonna get a bad match. I just wish they gave us a little more story uh, with some of these matches. All right, I mean that's fair. It's a criticism. Like, look, Lashley McIntyre. There's a story there. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, Sasha Belair. There's a story there. Story I don't like, but there's a story there nonetheless. Right. Um, New Jay, AJ, and Amos. Eh. Eh. Look, will the match be bad? Probably not. It'll probably be a great match. No, they'll make it worse. The story? Uh, Cesaro, Seth Rollins? Gonna be an awesome match, but what's the. This is a WrestleMania match. Like, I think that's. I think this match is probably obviously everyone's going to say it's a sleeper. It's going to steal a show. It's going to be great. Everything. But I feel like this match is the match that we've needed at WrestleMania for a long time. And the fact that, see, this is, this is, this works two ways. Seth Rollins is conditioned to be in the main event every single year. Cesaro was Andre, the giant battle Royal guy, uh, you know, tag team match guy. It, this is a feature match for Cesaro. And I think Seth Rollins is more than happy to do that for his buddy. And this and, and the way they've been featuring Cesaro on TV lately has been great. So to me, this is now to me, this becomes a marquee match where like a year ago, I don't think it would have been. I don't think it's going to be a bad match, but there's no story. They literally just threw this together two weeks ago. No, there, there's been story with them. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it's WrestleMania. You, it's WrestleMania. You should be either sure or not sure. Nah, this I don't. I, show like you, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really watch WWE that much anymore. But from what I understand, that there has been dialogue, there has been back and forth between Cesaro. Yeah, the last two weeks. Okay. All right. Right. So Rollins fair. and Shinsuke just had a match at Fastlane. But Shinsuke is Cesaro's was Cesaro's partner, so that tied right. into so, it. So yes, but then so you're giving me a story in two. Two weeks that I'm supposed to be invested in and be like, oh, this fast, fast lane was two weeks ago. Fast lane was two, three weeks ago. Yes. All right. All right. Fair uh, Braun Shane. Does anyone really give a fuck about this? It's, it's no. ridiculous. I'm all for Shane coming back every year. I don't care that he does, but Braun doesn't do anything for me anymore. 
I'm sorry. I hate that I had to say that about somebody. No, that, who, well, they put him in shit. This is an yeah. this is this is garbage all around. First of all, they p- played fucking train sounds when he ran around the ring and he shoulder blocked everybody. That's a serious thing. Choo choo. They uh, and then like the Shane saying like Braun is stupid. Like this is Braun's math. Two plus two equals seven. Like whatever. Uh, Bad Bunny versus Miz. This there's just you know they have a history. It's not the best story, but you're not going to put your. I'm okay with uh, this. You're not going to put this uh, celebrity in a shitty situation here. Obviously, Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan. uh, There's a great story there. Yeah, that is probably the best thing that's that's going today. Uh, Oscar Rhea Ripley again. Rhea debuted like a couple weeks ago, and she just I'm not against her falling into the women's title match, but again, there's no story there. But doesn't sometimes the star power outweigh the story? I mean, what are we what we grew up on, right? We grew up on WrestleMania storytelling. Granted, the cards, the cards were not, you know, for every Macho Man Randy Savage match, there was three Coco Bewares against the Red Rooster, whatever shitty man you know but the quality we also we also didn't grow up on weekly episodic tv that relied more on ratings than anything else in the world right but the rate i don't think the ratings factor into this because wwe is not blowing anybody out of the water on monday nights they no, do but a I'm, serviceable I, rating but i mean i mean that we didn't grow up on the long-term design oh no we grew up on the long-term design that did not involve weekly tv that depended on storyline like yeah, we would. Ha- yeah, exactly. Yeah, every week, we we. What have you done for me lately? Now, like, what are you doing to get to pop the number right now? And I think that sometimes outweighs story time. Where back in the day, you're watching TV at twelve o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, where, you know, that's what it is. Right, but I don't think what they're doing this formula now is like it's not the. We're not doing three fours. No, but. We are no, still nothing. Producing, po- there's still producing six hours of TV a week. Well, that's their own fault for deciding to do six hours right. of TV a week. But so sometimes you have to expedite, expedite, expedite the process to to do something. It's not all going to be Macho Man Hogan, right? But I think with the amount of time you have, you know, and again, we talked about it with Mike Bennett. You do three hour shows. You can't find time to throw Alistair Black on your TV, Ricochet. You know, like the stuff with Ricochet last week with Drew McIntyre was good. And it was filler. It doesn't fuck up the Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley story. All right. I mean, that's fair, but I I don't think one argument has to do with the other in terms of, listen, Eric Young, yeah, should be on TV every week, but that doesn't necessarily mean he'd have a storyline going into WrestleMania. But I'm not saying he needs to have a storyline, but you can drop in these little things that don't disrupt the storyline or help further a storyline. And I feel like they... They're just like WrestleMania. It's already selling itself on the name. So right. uh, this is going to be an awesome okay. match and it's going to appeal. Like, look, we're going to sit down next Monday and we'll be like, yeah. Rollins Cesaro was awesome. You know, yeah. it was a great match, but I want like, oh, I, want yeah. so I can like invest in. Yeah. You're right about that. The whole formula where WrestleMania sells itself is completely adverse to what wrestling fans want. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the fact that, oh, it's WrestleMania, we'll put whatever we want on without a story, without long-term building, that's the problem. The problem that there are eight shows a week. The problem that, so that that is the problem. When you have pay-per-views 
between Royal, when you have like two or three pay-per-views between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, that's the problem. So you can't give them, you know, you have to give them filler in between that. That's the issue. And it's not a problem to WWE because, hey, they make the money either way. So it's, as a fan, that's the core of the issue, I think. Uh, Biggie Apollo Crews, I don't know what a Nigerian drum fight is. That they kind of have like a story going on here. Um, whatever. Uh, no, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn is probably going to be awesome. Yep. But uh, again, like who? Who's what's this? Paul Logan? Is that a person? Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. I don't know who he is either, but apparently millions of other people do. Right. Well, hopefully I don't know who he is. Those millions of other people tune in for WrestleMania. Um. Randy Orton versus the Fiend. I've been talking about this for months. How does how does this end? Uh, here's right? How does Randy Orton stop the voodoo? And here's the here's the thing: is this does this end here? The, the another great question, Kevin. Because WrestleMania has been known to usually in our again growing up end storylines puts the culmination on something, but now it just seems to be another you know, cog in the wheel of something that might go on later than this. Right. To me, this should be the last match between these two guys for at least a year. I'm at seven, Kevin. I'm at seven strikeouts. And DeGrom is at 70 pitches through six. Send him back out there. Send it back out. Oh, so he's through six. Through six, 70 pitches. What's the score? Two nothing Mets. Got a two run cushion. I just need two more strikeouts, Kevin. No, I'm listening. I'm rooting for you. But was he confident? Did, was there any was there any visits to the to the mound at all? No. Oh, all right. He Not might, that he I saw. Go. I have been paying more attention to the podcast. Oh, of course. Listen, I am at, listen. The fact that we haven't had a Devils game on a Monday night this entire stretch is insane to me. So I would not blame you at all if you wanted to invest a little bit more as a No. We're good. Oh no! Listen, I'm I'm gravy, baby. And then Riddle versus Sheamus is for the U.S. title. That's a story that came out of nowhere. Yes. Uh, and Matt Riddle apparently doesn't remember his lines. Did you see that? I did not. He was doing something with Oscar last week, and he had his like scooter because that's his thing. He rides a scooter. I did see that. Uh, and then like he's talking to Oscar, and he's like, oh, "I forgot what I'm. I forgot what I was gonna say," and he just walks away. That's so Riddle. Oof, wolf. That's so Riddle. Wolf, we're going to get into our WrestleMania and NXT picks. Kevin, you watched Impact Tuesday night. I sure did. Um, uh, do, you, do you ever venture into Before the Impact, the show that's on before? I did, only because I just found out that it was available on Twitch, too. I thought it was just available on Access, but it was available on Twitch. So I did watch. Uh, it was Fala and... Uh, Mon, Mon... Shira. Mon, uh, Shira yeah. versus Rohit and... Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah, so I did watch. I watched that. I watched all of Impact, as you can uh, you know, follow us on the Wizards podcast, tweeting every Tuesday night. Well, now, Thursday nights. Oh, yeah, this Thursday. What are you going to do tomorrow night, bro? Probably play poker. Actually, the Devils play, so I'll watch the Devils game. All right, nice. So The but, Yankees play tomorrow, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the Devils, even though they stink. But the, the trade deadline is, is approaching, so we'll see if there's any news uh, there. But uh, the Impact continues to be a great show. It stinks that our buddy Eric Young, is, who we've actually mentioned a lot on this show today, 
uh, his hurt. But you had, oh God, this, you know what killed me? I got it all here, Kevin. I can walk you through it. I can, I'll walk you through my biggest disappointment right now. Oh boy. My biggest, talk about the hurt business. This was, this hurt me. Navia turning on Havoc. Oh. Right to the core of me. Struck. Struck deep. Because I love them as a team. And breaks my heart. Months, months of losses and frustration. It all leads up to this. And that's a story. There's your story. That's a good story. There you go. Uh, what else do we have? Um, James Storm's having his 1,000 match last Tuesday. That's right. And we had a little reunion ski. Yeah, we did. Sammy Callahan beat Larry D. So there's a weird story with Sammy and Trey Miguel. Yeah. So Trey Miguel didn't come out to save Sammy Callahan, and that didn't bother Sammy Callahan because he's trying to toughen him up and uh, will his power over Trey Miguel. So I loved it. Good stuff. Um, what else happened on the show? Your boy, Brian Myers, beat Suicide. That's right. And then he declined the challenge of the guy whose pop socket is on my phone right now, Matt Cardona. God, you have a pop socket. I didn't know what pops. I'm taking it off because I don't really, I really don't like it. But it was a the guy sold it to me in a deal with other stuff, so it was fine. But I don't like pop sockets, man. I'm not a pop socket guy. I just got it and put it on, and I want to take it off immediately. All right. So uh, why? So yeah, but, dare I say this, Kevin? I don't mean to hurt your feelings. Why is Brian Myers being a bitch? Because no, he's not a bitch. Dude, he's he, the most he he's, like the, he's, he's not, the most professional wrestler who does things on his time and doesn't require somebody to, to to bully him or to pressure him into a situation. He's the most professional wrestler. He'll deal with uh, Mr. Matt Cardona, who is also a dear good personal friend. Uh, <laughs> he'll deal with them. Of course, I think the match will still happen. Look, I'm just saying it's. From the naked eye, Matt Cordona called him out. As a man, you would think Brian Myers would accept his challenge, but he's declined for some bullshit reason. He thinks Cardona's trying to get the rub off of wrestling Myers. It makes right. him sound like a bitch, Kevin. No, it doesn't, because this is, listen, Brian Myers is impact wrestling. Matt Cardona. Wow. Brian along. Myers is impact wrestling. He is. He, he made that. He carries the flag. He's made that his home. Matt Cardona has made that his Airbnb. His Airbnb. Oh wow! So Matt's only staying. Oh no, that I don't know that at all. He's probably he might be there for staying just for a minute until Chelsea is done celebrating her thirtieth birthday. Then he's gonna go home. He's staying there to get the rub. So he wants the rub. Nah, listen, they're both great. I I think that when this match does happen, this is as cheesy and as corny as as Homer as I am for both these guys. This is another story that whether you like it or not, it's a it's a decent story and it makes sense and there's history. So uh, Brian Myers will accept the challenge at some point or he'll get forced to accept the challenge by um, Scott Demore and we'll get this match. Kevin, what are you going to do when this match takes place at Rebellion and you have to pick a winner? They know it's funny. You said, what are you going to do? Remember the last time? Oh, we should have brought that up with him. I know. Someone brought it up. Jamie Wallace brought it up in a, in a chat. And he was like, I said, does anybody have any questions for Mike Bennett? And he was like, what are you going to do? Damn it. That was the last time we talked to him. Fuck. I forgot. I, I totally. Last night, too. What's that? 
I was thinking about that last night. I totally forgot about that. But what am I going to do if he, if when the major powers explode? Wow, you are you. You know what? I just want you to know this right now. If the major powers explode becomes a T-shirt, it is a T-shirt. Okay. But I I, I, I think I came up with the credit. Yeah. I came up with it first though. Just like I think I'm I'm pretty sure I came up with major Mark first too. By the way, um, in a tweet about three months before they started using it. But wow. God damn. We could, we could edit this out. We have an edit button, right? I ain't editing fucking shit <laughs> off, son. Um, um, yeah, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. You wanted to add more to your lover's quarrel? I love them both deeply, sincerely, and truly. And I hope that we can resolve this and all be a family again one day. One day, maybe. You never know. <laughs> uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton defeated TJP and Josh Alexander. Love Josh Alexander. Uh, and your main event um, saw James Storm with Chris Saban, Jake something, and Wildcat Chris Harris at ringside defeat Eric Young, who was flanked by Violent by Design. Yeah, man. It was so cool. Like, I know we, everyone kind of like poked fun at like Chris Harris for his, w, his failed WWE run and, and getting out no, no, of it. No. You poke fun at Chris Harris as you refer to him as ECW legend Braden Walker. Oh, no. Yeah, he's a hardcore. Icon. I didn't want to go there, but if you're going to go there, I'll go there. No, no. See, I don't know uh, any Chris Harris is outside of America's Most Wanted. So I don't um, I don't accept anything from WWE CW. So I don't know who this Braden Walker character is. Uh, that's why I didn't say his name. But I will now. ECW original, Braden Walker, new talent initiative, legend of ECW. One of the forefathers of the underground. Can you talk about this James Storm match for like 30 seconds so I can piss so I don't pee my pants? You didn't, uh, All right, yeah. I peed during the break, but I've also been <laughs> drinking Twisted. You knew ex- all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I love I Just love like how you 30, knew exactly. Literally, take me thirty seconds. You, I love how you knew exactly what I was gonna say before I pumped the brakes. I was like, "You didn't pee there," and you're like, "Yep, I did." I did. <laughs> I'm gonna turn off my camera. Just like thirty seconds. Talk Matt, about. I got oh, this, buddy. All right, I, I know you do. Hold on, I'll be right back. Matt is going to urinate. There's no better nation than the urination. Boom, KJG. Hey guys, why not plug some stuff while Matt's going away? He won't mind, right? Tony won't mind. I'll be plugging comedy June 25th, Atlantic City, and June 27th, and I think June 26th. No, probably not. June 25th, June 27th, Atlantic City, Showboat, Boardwalk, Buds. It's going to be a great weekend convention, but let's get back to Impact Wrestling and Chris Harris. Chris Harris looked great. Uh, The emotion was absolutely real, absolutely uh, raw, and the fact that he was back there, not going to lie, Always had the fingers crossed in the back of my mind about a potential swerve, bro. A swerve, bro. But no, it was a truly uh, great moment to see Chris Harris back in Impact Wrestling. From what I've read, uh, according to PW Insider, it's not uh, for the faint of heart. It won't be a long-term thing, but I I hope that they don't completely rule out the potential of bringing Chris Harris back for more... Uh, appearances on on impact i don't think it's gonna happen but i would totally not shut it down man i was plugging comedy and then talking about chris harris nice nice um 
It's a shame EY got hurt because I think like this little weird faction of Chris Saban, James Storm, Jake something, maybe you throw, like you said, Chris Harris back in the mix against Violet by design would be like great for like lethal lockdown. Yeah, agreed. And I 100%, I kind of said that I don't, I don't think from what I've read that Chris Harris is long for impact. Uh, so, but I would like to see that maybe, I would like to see that, see that change. I don't know what Chris Harris is, uh, you know, I'd, he'd be a freaking great get, actually, now that I think about it. Um, I don't think they're sending the ground back out, Kevin. Damn it. Matt, what did, what did Bobby Heenan always say? Not the kind of guy to say I told you so, but I told you so. Damn, six strong. Not Sorry, enough. man. Listen, I, I don't root for my friends to, to not win, so. Doesn't get me the W here. That was a double negative, by the way. I don't think I don't root for my friends to not win. I always root for my friends to win. Damn. So. All right. Well, it is what it is. What are you going to do? And the Red Sox are beating the Devil Rays, so that fucks up my parlay. So mm. I think we do. Ah, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, it is what it is. Matt, do we got picks or something? Or do you want to talk AEW? What do you want to do? MLW? I mean, Christian Cage. Christian Cage made his debut at AEW, Kevin, against Frankie Kazarian. Another dude. Talk about. I, I, I like I'm like actually speechless, like sinking in, remembering watching this match and how freaking fantastic it was, and how much I loved everything about the social media play between the two and and the match itself, and how great it was, and how much Christian needed this uh, in his life. It was fantastic. It was a great match, and oh, it kind it kind of. It's it's eerily similar to impact to his initial TNA debut in terms of just coming in with a, on a with a ball of fire. I hope that this turns out better and he doesn't get aggravated with the way that he was booked later on. So I hope that he just is there. And I'm not saying he has to be world champion. In no universe does Christian Cage need to be a world champion, um, unless it's to maybe help somebody else. But I just absolutely love that he's there and it's fantastic. Yeah, it was a great showing. Uh, you'd be you would be surprised to find out that he hasn't been in the ring uh, for for seven years. I know he did the Rumble, and I know he had like an unsanctioned match against Randy Orton last summer, but he looked great. Yeah, he looked great. It was great to see, and I'm excited to see this. I hope he gets put into that feud with Kenny Omega where they teased a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think that would be something fun to see Christian, you know, Christian Cage, Kenny Omega. That's a dream match. No, you're right. That is a dream match. And, uh, you know, the diehards would be like, oh, WWE, not the diehards, but the the uh, the people that don't necessarily know better will chime in and be like, oh, Christian, oh, the WWE guy coming in to get a top spot from all, all these other guys that need a spot. Jim Ross will say, what about my push? My push. But Christian deserves this. And, It'll only be a placeholder for another, you know, great story for Kenny Omega going forward. My opinion. Um, how'd you feel about the Cody Rhodes QT Marshall thing? All right, so run this by me. The idea was to have their match was an exhibition, so right. they were going to wrestle, but like Cody wasn't going to. Cody said. He's not going to go full speed. If he gets an opportunity to put QT in a figure four or hit him with crossroads, he wasn't going to do it. So there were opportunities during the match where Cody uh, acted like he was going to put him in a figure four and then didn't go through with the move because it was just an exhibition. Um, Obvious. My thought was QT would get frustrated and he would haul off and beat the shit out of Cody. I love what they did here. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I. I don't hate it. Are they? Are they doing something weird with like QT and like Brandy still? Or no? Or no? Bunny? No. Brandy. No. So QT was in the middle of that Brandy Bunny QT thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah no. But Brandy's pregnant now. She's gone. Right. Bunny's doing whatever. So she's out too. No, they build it as an exhibition, and I guess it was an exhibition, right? It was until QT got pissed and hit Arn Anderson. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, you punched him right in the face, right? Yeah, and then the American, uh, the the Nightmare family, half the students turned and beat the shit yes. out. Yes, that was cool. It was. I thought it was awesome, and if it gives all these young kids a rub, I like it. It gives them something to do. That was you know what you're right. That was that was the guy who's like a a golden glove guy, right? Just punch him right in the ribs. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so I like that. Uh, Moxley want to squash whatever. Uh, (laughs) The inner circle came back. That was pretty exciting. That was probably the most badass thing I've ever seen in wrestling. Yes, Antonio Ortiz beat the shit out of FTR, dude. When MJF opens that door and they're just like standing there, yo, like, come on, that's like tough shit. That's like real tough guy shit right there. Uh, so that was well. I thought that was well done. Uh, the stuff with Callis and the Jacksons is still going on. The Young Bucks, that factors yeah. to this match here. Not putting up the two sweets still. Still not putting up. And now it looks like they're going to team with John Moxley to take on Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. On Dynamite or on a pay-per-view? Dynamite. Ooh, me likey. Um... What else happened? Uh, the women's tag match, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I don't know. No, no, no. Listen, man, we, we, we can't talk about everything. Uh, Arcade Anarchy was fun. We saw a bunch of people return. Chris Statlander came out of the, the claw machine, right. and Trent Sue dropped Trent off, so that was cool. I'm so glad you brought this up. That was incredible. Chris Statlander immediately brings back tremendous tremendous star power just and a lot of it is credited to the way that they brought her back it was just so perfect dude she slammed that fucking glass pane on like right in the freaking schnoz push it out super hard god uh incredible i love that she's back she brings it she brings immediate not just to the division but to the entire show in general she brings back and here's the thing she didn't necessarily have that initially but she was probably the most well-booked uh, female until she got hurt. And the fact that now she's back and she's, oh, she's going to crush it. I hope so. They need help in that women's division. Um, so next week you're going to see that, ta- that six man we just talked about Darby Allen defends his TNT championship against JD Drake. All which right. would be really good because, you know, J.D.'s uh, pedigree from Evolve and stuff. He had a nice run there. Oh, yeah. uh, the Inner Circle's back next week, or Wednesday, excuse me. Jurassic Express Bear Country. Oh, God. And so the Bunny bad. and Tay Conte. All right. Yeah. All right. That works. So that should be a good episode of Dynamite next week, and that'll be the last week when it's uh, NXT and AEW uh, on the same nights because – Post WrestleMania, NXT is going to Tuesday nights. Okay, all right. I thought that was this week. No, they're the special um, stand and deliver. It, excuse me. Ah, oh, love it. Um, Could give us more of that. April thirteenth is when they move, and stand and deliver 
um, takes place Wednesday night and Thursday night. Gotcha. Uh, Wednesday night's live on the USA Network, and Thursday will be live on the Peacock. And I think I saw somewhere. Might have to take off work this week. What's going on? Peacock's Peacock's simulcast will not have commercial breaks. Oh, that's gorgeous. Now, what about the Hall of Fame, Matt? When is the Hall? Is the Hall of Fame just on demand? Or I, whole- I think the Hall of Fame, from my understanding, has already been taped. So right. the Hall of Fame. Hold on. Where is this guy? Have? No, I think you're. I think you're right. I think the right, but I think there's a schedule for that. Let me just find the schedule. I think you're right. Hall of Fame is Tuesday night, Kevin. All right. So yeah. So the Hall of Fame is Tuesday. It's tomorrow night. Oh my God. Now is so that- the Hall of Fame is tomorrow night, the 2020 and 2021 induction ceremonies, uh, and that starts at eight o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, Wednesday we will get stand and deliver night one. Thursday we get WWE NXT UK Prelude. So there's a UK special too. So have you been watching the UK or no? Because no, I haven't. I haven't. I don't have. I can't find the fucking time to do that. Fair enough. Uh, and then Thursday night stand deliver part two. Friday night, they're doing best of WrestleMania main events. Ooh. Saturday, there's a full slate. They're showing Evolve 8 from way back in the day. A bunch of indie shows, IWC Fight Club, WXW Wheel of Wrestling, Progress. Then there's a Chronicle on Edge. Then we got the WrestleMania kickoff show at 7. WrestleMania night one at 8 o'clock. There will also be a watch along for WrestleMania night one. Can we dive back in? Oh God, I'm so sorry to do this to you. Will Osprey. Why did he why did they give him why is he the champion right now? Why is Will because he beat Kota Bushi? No, I mean I get I understand how wrestling works, but I just I we got cut off because uh because Michael joined us, but was that something that you saw coming? Um did I see it? I think like, like when it happened. Did you see it coming when it happened? No, I think the end result is Coda, uh, not Coda, is Okada getting the title back. Beating Osprey. Yes. What so, about any chance of Omega going there and doing uh, it? I, uh, our good friend Baza had put up on his Facebook, like, oh, who saw this coming? You know, it's weird uh, because it seems like the, the story New Japan keeps telling is, Kota Ibushi is chasing, 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 chasing. And we watched him chase for a whole year. Granted, there was a pandemic. All right. We saw him win the G1 two years ago. Then he couldn't win at either night of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and that's when Naito walked out double champion, the first ever double champion. And then we watched him chase through the pandemic, um, lose his G1 title shot to Jay White and then turn it into a two-night thing where he won both nights and became the double champion. Uh, he had one successful that he beat sonata right he defended the title against sonata I mean, and then he defended the titles against el desperado and then he lost the world championship because there's no longer both titles there's one title now it's the iwgp world heavyweight championship and he lost it to uh, Will Osprey. Another thought I had that I told Baza was that they don't want Kota Ibushi coming to America with that title because I think Kota Ibushi shows up at Impact's Rebellion. Really? Because I think Kenny Omega wins both titles, 
and he is the double champion and Kota Ibusha, Ibushi, excuse me, Ibusha, Ibushi shows up uh, and challenges Kenny Omega to change the world. So, so, so Kenny Omega would be your impact champion, your AEW champion, and then Obushi challenges Omega only to he would lose he would have to lose. I it. think Obushi was lose. Yeah. But I think it would be another, you know, uh Forbidden Door. Yes. And then on the flip side, back here in Japan, Osprey has uh, established himself as the number one heel. He's built this great faction. He just added uh, Hanare, uh, who's who's now uh, under the name of Aaron Hanare. So he has now aligned himself with Jeff Cobb, the great Okan, and Will Ospreay. Um, Ospreay will defend the title against Shingo Takagi. His All first right. title defense, and that will be on uh, Wrestling Dun, uh, Duntaku. Oh, of course. Night two. May 4th and then when they return to the Tokyo Dome Tokyo Dome when they return to the Tokyo Dome <laughs> on uh, May 29th Okada will challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship at Wrestling uh, Wrestle, Grand, Wrestle Grand Slam alright so there's a whole uh, lot of Unknown spoons in the unknown porridge, if you will. Yes. So there's a lot going on, and I may be reaching here. Kate just said in the Facebook chat, I don't get the big unification thing just to give it to Osprey. There is an underlying story here where Naito did not want the unification. So, oh, he also wrestled Ibushi. I forgot about that. He wrestled Ibushi, too, for Mm. the titles. Obviously, he lost. Jay White is also, as much as people hate Jay White, he wants to win back. Now he said now I guess since they've turned it into one title, he wants to win that title and then break them up again because of the lineage there, the history. You know, he feels like you're doing a disservice to the Japanese wrestling fans by taking away the IWGP heavyweight championship uh, and making it one. So there's a lot of spoons in the porridge. There's a lot of options here. Uh Jado has been doing a great job of uh no Gato has been doing a great job of booking. Oh. New Japan. A lot of the loyalists aren't happy with this. They hate the they hate the title belt. Kevin, how do you feel about this new title belt? Listen, all right. So to me, and I'm not like the biggest New Japan guy, but to me, their championships have always been a little off the beaten path. Like I, I'm not, the only one that I could remember with any certainty, other than the, the one prior to this, was the one that looked like a freaking like the top of like a like a building that had like four different like steeple the one that scott norton held that dude, that was a that belt was a piece of shit like, that was a terrible looking belt this belt is no worse than that one i actually think it's great and i think that the fact that new japan thinks a little bit outside the box in terms of the championships is fine it's not a, listen people calling it the divas championship the butterfly belt are freaking stupid they're just dumb it's not that and if you think that that's on you uh, I think the belt is, is fine. Again, New Japan always thinks a little bit off, uh, you know, off the kilt with the, with their championships, and I got no problem with it. I think the belt is fine. So there's been before they they made married these together. There was four previous uh, variations of this title. I looked at them all, man. Okay, well, I don't know if anyone out there knows that. Um, so there was <laughs> the intro- introduction in ni- in '83. 
uh, and then a new title arrived in 87 to replace the old title. And then there's the Brock Lesnar uh, situation where he was the title and he, he, excuse me, he won the title and then he refused to defend it. So they stripped it. Um, but claiming he was owned money by new, the new Japan, he kept the belt. Okay. So then there was um, the, the fourth, the fourth belt in 2008, which Shinsuke Nakamura beat Kurt Angle to unify that and Anoki's uh, IGF championship. Yeah, man. Like I'm looking, I'm looking again now. Like none of these belts look like your traditional wrestling championships. Maybe the maybe the last one, if anything. But I think the idea was they wanted to pay homage to the history of the IWGP. Okay, so go elaborate on that for me a little bit. Does it, the, is it like a combination of other like two I other belts? The, there's there's a history there, and I'm not too up on the belt history. But my understanding is that. This is very similar to maybe the first IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. Okay, all right. If that's the case, then fine. I, it, now, don't quote me on that. I have to, I'd yeah. have to do a little more history on it. But my understanding is there's a history and a lineage there. Like this is very similar to the original design. Okay, I mean it's a it's a glistening belt. It's I mean it's it's poly, it's it's a it's a nice belt. It's oh. just that, like we are in it's 2021, man. Like. Dude, that belt that like Scott Norton held is a gross championship belt. That belt is 10 times worse than this. This is, it's a new age. It's a new era. If you don't adapt, you get left behind, baby. Uh, also in the New Japan, I mentioned it, I think, at the Open. We have new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Rapongi 3K, five-time champions. Uh, I'm kind of over Rapongi 3K, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm. I liked... Um, I like when show was running it by himself and now yo comes back, he wins. And then he instantly calls out El Desperado. Sorry, yo, you've been on the shelf for a while. You can't stand toe to toe with fucking El Desperado. I'll tell you that right now. Son of a bitch. IWGP United States champion. John Moxley has called out Eugene Nagata. Nagata. Man, Nagata's still going strong. Yeah, Blue Justice is still fucking tearing shit up. So it looks like this is a this is a match set up for sometime in the near future. Nagata, man. So now is this? Do you think this is just like a a bucket list type deal for Moxley, or do you think that they really want Nagata to still be Nagata can still go? Okay. Um, him and him and Minoru Suzuki last year's New Japan Cup had a fuck. They beat the dog shit out of each other. So uh, I think this is like probably a this is probably a Moxley bucket list thing. Like Nagata's probably gonna like I wouldn't be surprised at Wrestle Kingdom if he like hung up the tights. Yeah. So Mo- you know maybe Mo- word got to Moxley. Maybe Nagata wants to tangle with him. Maybe he wants to tangle with Nagata. But I'm I'm kind of look I am looking forward to seeing this one. Yeah, and I'd be clueless to even know if they've even worked ever together before. So I don't. I mean. Unless it's been like a TV show that I was completely unaware of. I don't think they have. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, so there's going to be Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi defense his never open weight championship against Jay White on May 3rd. But Kevin, this is the match I want to see. Oh, baby. All right. Let's set this okay. up, Matt. Matt, okay. there's a match you want to see. Oh, Kevin. There's a Kevin. match that you, you clearly are excited about and you want to see so bad. Like, 
Like, do you pine for it? Do you yearn? Are you yearning right now for this match? I didn't even know I wanted to see an iron finger from hell ladder match until I heard that there was going to be an iron finger from hell ladder. Match. All right. So wait. All right. So on one hand, the Nigerian stomp match. Drum match. Drum match. Drum match. I'm sorry. We don't know what it is and we hate, but this iron thumb ladder match. Iron finger. Iron finger. I have a short term memory like a goldfish. Um, so, all right. So, what it, we have no indication of at all what this could possibly be. Oh, I know exactly what it is. Oh, lay it on me then, fruit it salad. Tai Chi against Tamatanga. And why is it? Right. Yeah. Tai Chi. He uses the iron fist, that glove, that stupid glove that he oh, used. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tamatanga stole it from him. Ooh. So now they're going to have a ladder match for it. And I don't know. I like that. I like that. I'm not going to sit there like Tony and be like, oh, I'm the New Japan expert. Oh. I can't tell you the last time New Japan had a ladder match, though. I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I wouldn't know like, less than you. But I'd, no, I have no clue. I'm intrigued. A ladder match in New Japan. Yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, in addition to the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship, New Japan Strong in the USA also rolled out a new championship, the Strong Openweight Championship. All right. So how does this fit in in the world of New Japan? So I think the idea was we don't know how long this pandemic is going to last Correct. because every day you read a different fucking countries having different problems. Correct. Um, so they, instead of doing the New Japan USA Cup and having that winner hold a briefcase like they did last year, they're going to make it the first New Japan Strong United States Championship belt. I can dig it. So this will be your uh, open open weight champion. Your eight participants are Clark Connors, Leo Rush, Brody King, Chris Dickinson, Ren Narita, Tom Lawler. Hikuleo and Fred Rosser. All right. Where where is Gabriel Kid? Matt. Gabe Kid's in Japan, Kevin. This is all the stuff that's been taped at the LA Dojo. That is infuriating. I'm not trying to make you angry. Kevin. I'm I'm very upset right now. I want Gabriel Kid and everything of importance ever in the world. That's what I want. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so that's some new Japan stuff. I said, we were going to talk about stardom and you said somebody was leaving that somebody is Bea Priestley. So she lost. Oh, she lost to Udami. Haya Shishada. That's right. Nailed it. Uh, and, uh, Udami Haya Shishada. Mm -hmm. She retained the world of stardom title. This is from the observer. All right. She is leaving Japan. The only thing I can say is she's not going to AEW and the rest would be the same conclusion everyone else would come up with, which is the place she's not allowed to say if she's going there and thus she said nothing. What does that mean? Do I mean the place she's not allowed to say if she's going there and thus she said nothing. WWE. Is that WWE? Why are we not allowed to say we're going to WWE? Because unless WWE says you're going to WWE, you probably shouldn't say you're going to WWE. All right. Fair enough. 
right? I mean, I mean, does that make sense? Or yeah, no? no, I just did the way it was wording, the way way it was worded. Hmm. Uh, and they say it was kept quiet because if they gave away, they said she was leaving, it would have given away the result of the match. People are raving about this as the best women's match this year. Wow. So uh, I know Scotch is a uh, Scotch drinks more is a he's our stardom guy in the discord. So maybe you can shed some light on this. Um, one day, one day I will find time to watch a stardom show. I promise you're a better man than me, my friend. I got to see it all, Kevin. I got to see it all. MLW. <laughs> oh, and-, and it wouldn't be a shining wizards podcast. So that's um, MLW talk. Matt, what's the score? Still two nothing. Bottom of the eight. They took they took the Grom out, so I lost uh, like a hundred bucks. Matt, do you think you could filibuster for thirty seconds? Well, I go refresh the beverage. Filibuster for thirty seconds. Oh. We are the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast at Wizards Podcast across all forms of social media. You want to check out our Patreon? You go to Patreon.com/slash Wizards Podcast, and you can support the show for as little as three dollars, as little as one dollar a month. Excuse me, but my opinion, three dollars a month best bang for your buck you get mentioned on the show you get a watch along you get a profile on a professional wrestler and you get a profile on a wrestling pay-per-view that we have all picked we've all each picked a profile and a wrestling pay-per-view uh and then we will uh monthly put those out together um I do another podcast Wednesday nights, the Mark Order podcast. Join the markorder.com is the website every Wednesday night. Uh you can find it there and here on the rant as I adjust my Danhausen shirt. Uh Tony is back next week, March uh, excuse me, April 19th is the Tony Appreciation Show. So be sure to tune in for that. We've got a couple of guests lined up uh and we're going to kiss the feet of Tony. Uh next week is there a guest or isn't there a guest? I will let you know if you follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. I got a lot of spoons in the porridge. We just oh, baby. followed Kevin, this is exciting. Uh oh. The other day, you know who followed us back on Twitter? Lita. Brian Clark. Adam Bomb? Adam Bomb. Is he out of the clink? I guess so. He's on Twitter, so. All right. I thought he got himself in some hot water. Well, he's out of the hot water, and I am working to get an Adam Bomb appearance. If we get Adam Bomb, I want to see if he has any. Adam Bob Hasbro's available to send me. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, as we wind the show down, MLW this week was the big never say never show. Calvin Tankman, Jacob Fatu. Great match. Of course, full of shenanigans at the end. Uh, Jacob Fatu walks out the world champion. Up until that point in the night, uh, Injustice had beat both members of Contra Unit, but uh, Calvin Tankman, not successful. Richard Holiday will be defending the Caribbean Championship against Gino Medino on April 14th. Funky uh, next, gold yeah, this week is an MLW Underground, I believe. Did I say 14th or 13th? Um, but this <laughs> week it's like an MLW Underground show, so don't pay attention to that. Uh, and I think that is it uh, for notes and news and notes. If you're going to WrestleMania, Kevin. Oh, I am not. These are the role. These are the rules. Okay. Masks are required at all times unless you are in your seat eating or drinking. Good good rule. You are not allowed to gather in common areas with people in places like the concourse. All right. Solid. 
All food and drink transactions will be cashless. They will have reverse ATM machines to use if you have cash. Never heard one of those. You can put the cash into the ATM machine that will give you a debit card to use. (laughs) No bags are allowed in the stadium. A reverse ATM? You must sign a waiver that holds WWE, Raymond James Stadium, the city of Tampa, Tampa, and everyone else harmless if you catch COVID at the show. Uh, the, old, the old hold harmless. The waiver is standard across the board these days. All right. All right. So that's what happens when you go to WrestleMania. I got lost in the whole reverse ATM thing. So if you don't have a debit card, you don't have a credit card with you. You take all your Kevin Garif has got $200. You go to this machine, you put $200 in. They give you a debit card with the $200 on it. Since it's all cashless, they can only but, use credit cards. Yeah, but you're still touching the debit card. They might have a thing where it's like fast. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. You're right. You're right. All right, Kevin. Do I have the dumb pick music? I, I can't, can't wait. Stop that. I Jesus. can't wait to figure out how many shows we're actually right now. Those are stinky asshole. Where did the cheese go? Um, how about can you play Mike Knell's? Oh, this is perfect. Oh, the price is right. Fuck the shining wizards. The cheese go. How much does that guy weigh? How much does that guy weigh? I don't have picks music, huh? You can play Mike Knell's music again. That's incredible. Or you could play. I like the where where the cheese go. Is that a song? Right, we'll hit the where the cheese go. Is that there's nothing bad in that song, right? Where did cheese go? Nope. It's just that. Oh. <laughs> All right. It it has been a very long time since we've done picks on the show. Um, it seems like all these uh, cards are set in stone, though. I guess. I, and I bothered Tony this afternoon to get his picks. Uh, we will start with NXT night and one. Matt, Matt, I'm making all these picks legit on the spot live right now. I did, I did text you earlier to let you know we were doing picks. I know, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be like. I just didn't get there. I but I'm. I, I know it's fine. I'm just letting you know. Be you were. I was telling you to be prepared because I annoyed Tony while I was on vacation. Yeah. So I am dialed in and I am ready to go with my picks. I'm just going to need you to read me everything. I got a, look. I got. I got them all here. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with night one. Pete Dunn against Kushida. This is not for a championship. This is not for a championship. Like, they've been running with Kushida lately. What did Tony pick? Tony said, Tony, if we have commentary too, just so you know. He sends okay. me all the commentary, okay? Tony says, Pete ain't done. And doesn't Kushida always win the 24-7 title? Petey. So Tony is uh, to, to Kevin. I don't write the shit. I just yeah, I know, I know. Okay. Tony's going with Pete Dunn. I I think they they really like Kushida now, but Pete Dunn is Pete Dunn. So I'm going with Pete Dunn. Yeah, I'm also going with Pete Dunn. Um, I think it's going to be a really good match, but I just don't see Kushida beating Pete Dunn. Plus, Pete Dunn has his goons. Uh, one of them has the dislocated arm, but the other one is still floating around there. That's former guest Biff Busick. Uh, gauntlet eliminator match winner challenges for the North American title on night two. 
Night one, Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, L.A. Knight. Uh, I mean, I I think they I think they love Bronson. I think that um, Cameron Grimes they they put him with a new character with he's got he's loaded with money. But I mean, I feel like it's got to be L.A. Knight, right? I'll go L.A. Knight. Kevin is going L.A. Knight. Matt is going L.A. Knight. Tony says, can we at least make this special and go with L.A. Knight? Yeah. Hi, wife. Oh, oh. damn. My lady's showing off her goods. I was about to say, did she give you an st- uh, angry stare? No angry stare. That was the opposite of an angry stare. All right. Kind of jealous. Uh, WWE NXT UK title match. Walter against Tomasa Ciampa. Whoa. Walter. Kevin likes Walter. Wait, like wait, wait. Walter. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, can I... Okay. Well, Kevin, I like Walter because I don't really understand putting the UK championship on Tomasa Ciampa. Unless they're going with a change of scenery for Ciampa. Uh, I'll tell you what Tony said kind of don't care about Walter, but enough people do. Stupid chops, probably studies Rex Quando, Walter wins. I, guess, I mean, not, that didn't really have any influence on me, but I guess I'll stick with Walter unless they really want Champa in UK. I, I, no, I, Walter. Kevin went with Walter. See, I don't want to get too cute on the spot. Like, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, vacant NXT tag team triple threat match. MSK against the grizzled young veterans against Legato de Fantasmo. Tony said, I didn't know Nick Gage is in the WWE with his MSK crew. So how can he lose? Maybe Colt Cabana and Domino are there too, or Mickey Mouse with all these stupid names. MSK wins. It's a triple threat match. Uh yeah uh no nah, yeah I'm gonna go MSK. Uh I'm gonna go Grizzled Young Vets. I think there's some shenanigans there. All right, no, nah, I mean, all right, yeah, all right. I got nothing. I got shenanigans there. I'm going. Well, I, I lost my train. Listen, you just saw the good. You just saw the good. So you're ready to get out of here. So let's go. No, no, we're good. Uh, she's in the shower. I'm in no rush. I got to make dinner too. And uh, the, looks like the Mets bullpen is on the ropes here. Uh, WWE NXT Women's Title Match headliner for Night One: Io Shirai defends her title against Raquel Gonzalez. Tony said, "No one is going to be saying Rocky sucks at this big monster. Can I say big bitch anymore? Uh, is gonna murder Io? Whoa, sing it like Boz Skaggs, dick. Oh, I'm not supposed to. Yeah, that was. I'm guessing that was in parentheses. <laughs> it was in parentheses. All right. <laughs> uh, hold on. So then he said, no one is going to be saying Rocky sucks at this big monster is as this monster is going to murder EO. Whoa. Yeah, I got to agree. You don't go this far with, with Raquel and, and, uh, and not, not pull the trigger. It's, it's, I'm time. With you. it's time. I like that too. I think it's Raquel's night. Uh, moving on to night two. Uh, the NXT North American champion. We think uh, Johnny Gargano's defend against LA Knight. We all picked LA Knight. 
So Gargano, uh, you go, have you picked first yet? I have you not first. first. You go first. Uh, I think LA Knight walks out of here the new North American champion because I think Johnny Gargano is on his way up. Wow, do you think they ever actually pulled the trigger with him up there? I I, I, I agree with you. LA Knight has got to win. Uh, Tony says Gargano is a dummy. Yeah, new champion. <laughs> Uh, WWE NXT Women's Tag Team Title Match: Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Uh, Tony says Shotzi gonna shoot these bitches with her big fat bazooka, and then Ember gonna drop that moon on them too. Champs retain. <laughs> Man, you put time into it. I'll give him credit. He's right. There's no chance they're taking the belts off them this quick. No chance. Yeah, I'm with you too. I agree. Uh, unsanctioned <laughs> match. Uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Tony says KO for the KOR. Adam Cole going to knock up the tooth lady and take a break because the luck of the Irish is winning this one. Uh, it's got to be Kyle O'Reilly. It has to be. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I think Kyle O'Reilly too. Um. WWE Cruiserweight title unification match ladder match Santos Escobar against Jordan Devlin Escobar Kevin's going Escobar I'm going to go Devlin Tony says pumpkin Escobar going to do go Scott Hall and Razor both belts over his head Devlin ain't winning Yeah, I think they wanted to take this belt off Devlin for a while so uh, and then the main event of night two, Finn Balor, your champion, defends against Karrion Cross. Uh, Tony says it's Easter, the Lenten season, and Jesus didn't bail or on Karrion the Cross. Oh, God. So Eggplant going to be made into Parmesan, new champion. God, Tony, you... Bro, you tried way too hard on that. You could have just said one of those lines and it would have worked okay. But you went way too <laughs> like come on, man. As one as I'm like a I'm a I get paid to do stand-up comedy and I'm a hack. And even I know that is fucking brutal. Oh, it's hysterical. Um ah, but I, I don't disagree with him. I think Karrion Cross is the new champ. I agree. I think Finn has served his purpose. I think Karrion Cross healthy. We'll get the run he deserved when he beat Keith Lee. So I'm going carrying cross. On to WrestleMania. All right. How's the where the cheese go going? Do we need to change this up or are we good? Your call, coach. Um, I'm going to go uh, with Ken U Topic. I'll try and get rid of where the cheese go. There we go. This is a little better. Alright, we got Wrestlemania picks here This is a Wrestlemania pick music now God Oh uh, Fucking Mets blew it Alright did, did, did they lose? They didn't lose, but they just uh, hit, hit a batter with the bases loaded And then uh, gave up a single So it's now 2-2 Yahtzee Alright Mania time, baby Oh, that's why it's loud. Sorry, Kevin. Oh, it's all right. it wasn't that bad. It's too low. There we go. All right. Mania time. Night one. Bad Bunny versus The Miz. I'll defer to you guys on this one. Uh, I'm going with Bad Bunny. Um, and Tony says, celebrities don't come to Mania to lose. It just doesn't happen, especially for Easter. Tony's really on this Easter kick. Uh, 
Miz used to be a celebrity, but now he's a job Marino. Hippity hoppity bunny wins the day. Guy was just the world champion. What do you mean he's a job Marino? Um, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go op way. I'm gonna say that Miz wins this, but we still get the feel good moment with Damian Priest and Bad Bunny afterwards. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Miz. This is probably the the one that I probably gonna get wrong, but you know, let's let's try something fancy. All right, there you go. Uh, Cesaro against Seth Rollins. I guess I, I guess it's my turn to, to go. No, nah, I can go. Uh, I liked uh, Jesus here to get the win. Uh, I don't think uh, if they haven't pushed Cesaro by now, they're not going to. And I think they're going to need somebody to be uh, the face. Or excuse me, they're going to need a heel for Drew McIntyre. So I'm going with Seth. Well, Seth is on SmackDown, right? Or not? No, I don't know what the fuck they do. People jump ship all the time. I think I, I'm. Uh, this is my second ballsy pick of the night. I'm gonna go Cesaro. I think Cesaro gets his moment. All right, ballsy uh, pick. Tony, Tony says Jesus may have risen from the dead, but Cesaro's career just may, just might on this one. Honestly, I don't give a fuck about CrossFit. Cross CrossFit Jesus anyway. So I'm going to the bar. <laughs> we are the bar. God, I'm gonna have a fucking stroke reading all Tony's fucking things. They're funny. We should have Tony send in his picks every single time instead of actually, like, he should do, this should be his thing. Uh, Steel cage match. Braun Strowman against Shane McMahon. Tony says, rule one of Shane feuds. Shane wins. Fuck Braun. WWE fucked him royally for years anyway. Match with The Undertaker meant big things. A match with Shane makes you a stupid crash pad for his idiot. Idiocy disguised as talent. So I think he's going with Shane. I am going to disagree. I'm going to say Braun. Yeah, I'm going with Braun too. Uh, WWE Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Days against AJ and Omists. Why does New Jay, New Day keep winning titles? To lose them because they're fucking losers. There's nothing <laughs> almost. There's nothing almost about it. AJ and Dikembe are definitely winning the belts. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. I think it was like almost famous is a line I think I had at one point. Um, yeah, I'm going AJ and Omos. I'm going New Day. I think uh, AJ and almost implode at this. That's and, a uh, great call, by the way. Uh, but yeah. Uh, WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks defends against Bianca Belair. I never really liked Bianca, the, the EST or whatever, uh, but she does have a C H E S T, so I got to go with those cans to win. Wait, kind what? Tar- <laughs> what did he just say? And did you read that and read it out loud? <laughs> I didn't fucking write it. Um, kind of tired of five head anyway. Big deal. Snoop is your cousin. Didn't you cry about losing the tag titles? I don't care. So Tony's going Bianca, Bianca Belair with that ch- chest. What did is it because she's a power lifter? I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's probably what he meant by that. I haven't the fucking so, idea. Um, I'm also going Bianca Belair. Yeah, hey, I'm going Bianca Belair, too. I think this is a good story. This is how you make new stars. So give it to her. Uh, WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre. Tony says, so they built Bobby to be the big, 
be the kingpin of the Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. He winds up beating <laughs> Jabarino the Miz, only to have the Hurt Locker be dismantled. And MVP has only a one-man gravy train. Sorry, but Braveheart finally gets his win in front of a crowd. And huzzah, new champion. Yeah, I mean, that the smart money is on that. But isn't there a stipulation where if, like, any member of the Hurt Business interferes, he loses? And now that there aren't any other members of the Hurt Business, it technically wouldn't qualify? I have no idea. I still think Drew McIntyre wins. Yeah, I mean, I'll go with the smart money. Drew. All right. Uh, on tonight two. This was just night. Oh my god! That was just night one. Night two. All right. U.S. title. Riddle versus Sheamus. Ultra Vince has been on a tear, having good to great matches with Claymore. Although coming up losing, and Diddle forgets his lines because he's fucking stoned all the time. Stoner forgets to kick out. New champion. Mm. I am going. Oh my god! That's not a bad point. Um. I'm I'm still gonna go with Riddle. Yeah, I'm going with Riddle too. I think Riddle retains. Uh, Randy Orton versus the Fiend. You want me to dress like that now, man? My wife is a good egg. Randy Orton is a treasure, number one overall draft pick. But if he wins here, then the Fiend is fucked forever. Fiend for the win and fickle fucking f alteration. That's a lot of alliteration right there. Uh, but I am going with The Fiend. Tony, Kevin, Matt, everyone takes The Fiend. How do you beat Voodoo? With the voodoo uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Tony says, Sami looks like a dirty commie. Kevin looks like a dirty truck driver. Kind of makes sense that these guys are constantly fighting. Then yes. What? While the matches are always good, the ongoing story isn't, so done with it. Hopefully Kevin does what time did to fit Fidel and put an end to Sammy once and for all. Owens. Yeah, it's it's Kevin Owens, no question. We're going Owens across the board. I don't think uh, this Logan Paul guy has anything to do with it. Oh, I forgot about Logan Paul. WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Biggie versus Apollo Crews in the Nigerian drum fight. Tony says the Prince of Zamunda gets yet another shot at the title. I don't know what a Nigerian dumb fight is, drum fight is, but if it's anything like a great power Udi Sack solo or murdered wife, then he's in good hands. Biggie gets the big L because he's a fucking loser. I'm going new champ. I'm going Apollo. I like where you guys heads at. I'm going new champ as well. Uh, WWE Raw Women's Champion Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. I'm going Rhea Ripley on this one. Yeah, man. How could you not? I feel like this is going to be the the wrestle the the more we dived into this card, and I feel like this is going to be the WrestleMania of giving people their reactions. And I think Rhea Ripley. Uh, I think she. I think she wins. Tony says, "All I can say is thank God there's no Ric Flair Jr. Ripley for the the win with the believe it or not." And our night two championship, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Tony says, hide your, one. hide your wives. It's Edge. So we got a vegan, a rug muncher, and the head of the table. Oh, my God. Tony, what are you doing? 
Why, why are you putting this on Matt to say? Why, if you're going to write this stuff, say it yourself. Uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Bryan weaseled his way into a title shot, which Ed rightfully earned, and Aquaman is defending. This makes my <laughs> brain hurt. Not as much as my ass, though, because hot peppers and whatnot. But the Edge Lord, like it or not, steals this one. So Tony's saying Edge. I'm going Daniel Bryan. That's a oh, god damn it. I think Daniel Bryan steals this win, steals the spotlight from Edge, and then uh, we get a nice little Edge Daniel Bryan feud. And maybe Roman can go, Paul Heyman can take him, yeah, and go do something else. But what is where does the, the here's the, the key is where does Roman go without the championship? Where like what where does the big dog the head of the table tribal chief stuff go? I mean, is it is is it the well, pipe if, is it the pipe dream rock? Is it set like you said? Is it maybe Seth if he comes to you know what the pipe dream rock maybe is like a SummerSlam thing like Roman Reigns because if Daniel Bryan pins Edge then Roman Reigns never loses you know so they can yeah. set that up too. I like it. Oh God, Matt. Oh fuck. Um, I am right now, and I think our rule is we have up to a half hour before the show to change picks. Right? Is that is that a rule? Oh yeah, I think that's what we decided on. I am going to say. Oh God, this is the last match of night two. Get the crowd home happy. Ah, Kia. Ah, um, I am going to go right now with Roman Reigns. All right, Kevin went with Roman Reigns. For the Survivor Series, who will survive? It's such a tough call. Kevin, it has been a three-hour-plus show. It is WrestleMania week. It is the greatest week of the year. There is so much wrestling going on. Uh, please go out and enjoy it. Watch what you want to watch. Uh, GCW's doing the collective down there. Uh, there's tons of content. Just enjoy yourself. It's the best time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, and after the year we've had, we need this. So uh, enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy WrestleMania weekend. Um, be safe if you're out. Yeah, be enough. safe. Enjoy this uh, this Michael Bennett interview that we did tonight because that was a lot of fun. Lots of meat on the bone. Uh, be sure to share. Tell your friends at Wizards Podcast across all forms of social media. Uh, we'll be back next week. Tony will be in studio. It'll be our WrestleMania show. We're going to talk about all the happenings of the last week. Uh, we got a new NWA power tomorrow. We got stand and deliver Wednesday and Thursday. There's a hall of fame on Tuesday. Um, there's an AW Wednesday night. There's a new Japan strong Friday night impact on Thursday, impact Thursday, impact Saturday afternoon, hardcore justice jazz, jazz, uh, Deanna Frazu with her career on the line. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania nights one and two, Broken Skull Ranch, Broken Skull Ranch, Broken Skull Sessions. Oh, yeah. Uh, and whatever news and notes come out of WrestleMania. So next week's going to be a big week. Be sure to join us uh, about 645 on the Ranch, rantmradio.com or Facebook, facebook.com slash Wizards Podcast. If you're listening to us in podcast form, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, yeah, review for sure. Uh, and Kevin, that's all I have until next week. Anything you want to plug before we go? 
Uh, no, just uh, my individual social media at Shining Wizards Kevin on Instagram, at Kevin Garifo on Twitter. I know they're different, but it's, if you type in Shining Wizards Kevin, it'll pop up. It's all good. Uh, the June shows in Atlantic City are going to be huge. I think I have April dates coming, but I have to get that ironed out. Uh, I'm back. We're good. We're blessed. Matt, thank you very much for this night. Three hours plus. Oh, baby. We'll do it all over again next week. That's right. Enjoy your WrestleMania week, folks. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night.